Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Two Guys Watching Wrestling. Mike Went and Rich Ellison taking you through another week of wrestling talk from 1999. This is our Series 3 Big Boss Man's Naughty 99. Uh, what is it called? Nightsticks and, Nightsticks and Coffins. I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> Rich, how you doing this evening? I, you know, I got my finest combat boots on some nice wrangler jeans uh it's my time it's triple h week well it's been triple h every fucking episode uh yeah i'm ready to talk about the the title victory of the millennium yeah okay that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) so so in full, full full disclosure we we're we're covering the night after SummerSlam and the debut of SmackDown on UPN. Yes. I, this is the first time I've ever watched that episode. Of which? Of SmackDown. Really? Because I I've remember clips. vividly. We, we talked about the Tory match, which we'll get to and all that. And I've yeah. seen clips, but I've never watched it start to finish. So this is the first time I've saw it. Yeah, I, I was all in back in 99. And I, I remember the premiere episode of SmackDown. On UPN, I forgot it was on UPN, uh, but I remembered the episode vividly. Uh, the Jericho stuff, the the Howard Finkel or or Edward Finkel, he was calling him this week, I believe. Uh, definitely the Tory stuff, which was omitted from the network, which we'll get to. Uh, but most importantly, uh, Shawn Michaels uh, showed up again, and it, we'll get to it again. That's that's SmackDown. First up, Raw. First up, Raw. Night after uh, Summer SummerSlam? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, well, Armageddon, but Su- SummerSlam, you know, e- either way, uh, the out-of-body experience is complete, uh, and, and we're better for it. Are, are we no longer climbing the ropes and talking about Navy SEALs? Can we get back to fucking wrestling? We're back to wrestling. I don't know if Vince is back yet. There's been milk cartons being passed around to try to find where he is. Uh, so hopefully we find him soon. Uh, but the, the rope climbing is over. Okay. Uh, the out-of-body experience is over. Uh, would you call it a success? The out-of-body experience? Um, yeah. for, for For the purposes of garnering mainstream media attention, yes, I would. Uh, for the purposes of entertaining your core audience, we were mostly confused. So no, but moving on because Monday is another night and it's August 23rd, 1999 from the Hilton Coliseum in Ames, Iowa. Finally, the rock is back in Iowa. Oh, Every part of him died when he had to say that. <laughs> it was uh, Ames, Iowa, not to be confused with Bradley's, Iowa, or nope. Zales, or Zares, or or the ever popular coral. Uh, what was it? Uh, Caldor's, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> service merchandise, Missouri. Oh, uh, God, love Filene's basement, Kentucky. <laughs> So we're just sponsoring cities for businesses that don't exist. It's all anymore. right. They they don't they don't have uh yeah they, they they're not in business anymore, so they can't sue us. <laughs> so, so, Circuit City, Connecticut. Here we come. 
nothing beats the whiz Washington. <laughs> what the what was that a radio place? It it was it took over uh Circuit City in Saugus. You don't remember that? I missed the whiz. Oh wow, for like 20 minutes, nothing beats the whiz was basically a bootleg circuit city that actually took over a bunch of circuit cities. It was kind of like when um uh fucking the, the other donut place uh Krispy Kreme tried to come into New England and Dunkin Donuts was like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself, pal. We are going to destroy you. I don't care that you microwave your donuts. We have the market." And that's what happened. Krispy Kreme was in and then they were quickly the fuck out despite their hot donuts. <laughs> They basically got told to go home and get their shine box, essentially. 100%. 100%. Every Krispy Kreme that I know of in New England became a bank in fucking a year and a half. (laughs) Krispy Kreme the bank. Yeah. yeah. It's like space balls with toilet paper. (laughs) Yes. Basically. The funny thing is both of them have shit coffee. Both, both, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is terrible. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, but they, they have the market cornered, and caffeine is a drug, and we are all addicted. So, God bless the pusher man. <laughs> you want to know what else I'm addicted to? Mm. These fantastic recaps that start an episode of Raw. Do, do you remember a time, obviously, you do because you're watching this, when they would recap a pay-per-view on Monday night with still shots because they were still hoping to get the, uh, the replay buys because it would air on pay-per-view on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. There would be the Tuesday showing. And then the following week, they would still show the stills because, it's going to be on Coliseum Video. Coliseum Home Video. <laughs> so, you, God, God forbid, you had to wait for two months to pass before you could see live animation. The, st- <laughs> the, the, the blurry-ass screen caps brought to you by WWF Magazine. <laughs> so, we, we talked about this off-air. If it, for some godforsaken reason, I'm I'm watching '86 Wrestling Challenge on the network. I don't know why. I I don't I don't know either. So they have someday a therapist the, is going to ask where they hurt you, and you're going to say <laughs> in 1986. <laughs> so I, instead of having like the 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 WWF report where Gorilla Monsoon and shit would talk, they have the wrestlers rebuttal. All right, where they just talk about fucking absolute nothing. Like I've watched eight episodes of this. Why? And I don't. I don't know what the fuck is happening I on mean, any of this. Like people are winning with like clotheslines. Like there's no finishing moves. Uh, Mick Foley was in a match. Shane I, Douglas was in look, a match. I'm I'm kind of partial to the, the old school wrestling where they would win on random ass shit. Um, not not everything needs to be a five star flippy fucking thing. So winning on a roll up is kind of endearing to my old ass heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Clint Eastwood of wrestling. I mean, get off my lawn if you use I, a finisher. Look, yes, okay, kind of. I'm I'm old, but also 
you know, there, there's the artistic side of it where it's like it made the finisher special. You know, it made the pay-per-view special. Because if you if you keep beating a guy on a roll-up and then all of a sudden, boom, on the pay-per-view where people are fucking spending money. I know that doesn't matter anymore in streaming days. I mean, we're all going to be getting a network for free on Peacock anyway in a fucking three weeks. Um, but, like, it made it a little bit more special, you know? It's like, oh, shit, he got him. He sneak attacked him. He rolled him up or whatever the fuck. And, and next thing you know, on the pay-per-view, it's like, Boom, big finisher. It, I don't know. It just made it a little bit more special. It, n- now everything has to be a special moment because we're not actually playing to a TV audience. We're playing to fucking Twitter or YouTube likes or fucking every other algorithm. We're, we're, we're daily motion. Yeah, we're daily motion. Yeah, we're playing out storylines on fucking <laughs> TikTok like assholes. <laughs> so. Before we get into the show, I'm, I'm sure yep. you saw what, what happened on Raw this week with uh, Nia Jax. Uh, you mean current wrestling? Yeah. No. This, this no. goes back into like the TikTok. Do you mean her hole? Like, yes. Oh, that I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I didn't. I I I, I like I watch pay per views now. That 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 is that is where I'm at with with current product wrestling. Uh, I, I am on a pay-per-view schedule because every match has a 10-minute fucking recap video before it, so I don't need to watch five to nine hours of wrestling every week because I have other shit to do with my life. I'm old. Uh, but yes, I definitely saw Nia Jax hitting the ring apron and screaming my hole, and then WWE quickly try, trying their damnedest to scrub the internet. Yeah, they, they they can't. She got a letter from some Bodet company or Bodet, 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 Bodet. Yes, <laughs> this is the best best sponsorship they've had in like months. Well, like, it's I the don't best thing for Bunny. her because I mean, for as much as I know, she's not a you know a well liked performer. So if you can like get yourself endeared to the crowd by, you know, screaming my butthole ripped open or something. I don't know. Cool. So we can segue from buttholes opening. Yeah. To triple H interrupting mankind's entrance to begin Monday night raw with JR in the ring. Look, he is not happy. Look, (laughs) This was a really good promo. <laughs> oh, it was it was great. It was really good. Look, this is a this is a really fucking good promo. Um yeah, I I had nothing wrong with this opening promo. Uh yeah, so so J, JR is in the ring and he he's he's going to introduce the brand new WWE. Look, every part of this screamed Mick wasn't originally supposed to win last night. <laughs> there was actually a slow scroll, I think, on the bottom of the screen saying this was not supposed to be the plan. <laughs> uh, Triple H comes out. Thankfully, he's not wearing the uh, the high school practice uh, football penny that he's he's been rocking. Uh, he actually had full pants. That was nice of him to wear to wear pants, not the jorts and the combat boots. 
And uh, yeah, he came out. He, he gave Triple H the the what for, and then uh, then gave him a a weak ass armbar hook or some shit uh, after cursing into the microphone a couple times, which was nice that they let that fly. Um, yeah, and he's like, Mick. He- right. good, good. <laughs> he, I'll let you go. He, he's just he's just tired of being screwed, Mike. That's what it boils down to. He got screwed again. He Christ, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> so much screwing. Mankind talks about it on SmackDown. There is so much screwing. And, and what, what, what did he say? <laughs> what was it? Screwing and um, stroking. Stroking Stro- and screwing. Stro- stroking and screwing, yes. <laughs> there is so much sexual fucking innuendos in the shit, but Triple H is mad as hell. He's not going to take it anymore. He wants a shot, and what better way to do it than to grab a fat guy's arm and threaten to break it till barbecue sauce shoots all over the front row like a Gallagher <laughs> fucking skit. It really t- This is bullshit, JR. <laughs> JR, you're so always holding me down. I could say goodbye to my friends. I have to wear jeans all the time. I can't find my shirt. Sean took my shirt. I had to wear a chain link fence to the pay-per-view. Screw it again. Screw it. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was... Um, it was great, it, though. It, it was a really good promo. Like, I would love to shit all, all over it. I would love to be like what, 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 what we've done for the last couple of weeks on Triple H, but it was a solid fucking promo. Like, he nailed it. That that's exactly what you wanted someone in his position uh, to come out and do. Oh, so good for him. Uh, but yeah, so the the funny part was the aftermath of this promo was um, the 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 cheese ball uh, cracking sound that they added when he he didn't like it was the, the quote unquote breaking of Jr's arm was really fucking weird because. He had him hooked up in like a behind the back, I guess, arm bar. I don't, I don't know enough about MMA holds. It's basically kind of what police have done to me a few times. So it was that that move. And, <laughs> and, and then he, instead of doing what the cops have done, which is wrench your arm upward that way to snap your shoulder, uh, he just kind of punched him in the elbow. And that literally shattered his body, according to kayfabe. He basically died. <laughs> yes, he, he ba- uh, like <laughs> we 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 cut we go to commercial. We come back. Uh, mankind is 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 wishing Jr. well in in the the ambulance, and Jr. is giving the old the the football players thumbs up, the one arm thumbs up. He also has like uh, two. You ever seen those um, the, the the cage things that they use to fry chicken in in a in a fryer? He's got two of those taped to his fucking arm, which is weird. And he's just <laughs> you like, gotta keep the barbecue, you, gotta keep, you gotta keep the barbecue gimmick. <laughs> Goddamn sizzling, baby! Goddamn sizzling! And so so he gives the 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 football players thumbs up, like I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna come back and God damn it, this is gonna this is not gonna be the end of Jr. 
Michael Cole was thinking otherwise because Michael Cole came out swinging. <laughs> he hit he hit that announce table like a motherfucker. <laughs> so he's in the back of the ambulance. He's got and it's exactly what you're describing. Like it looks like. It, well, it, it was it was a chicken it was chickalator uh chickalator yeah. a, a fucking friolator uh cage thing like there was no explanation for for there was no reasonable explanation for why he had these two metal cage yeah. objects <laughs> taped to his arm that's not how you secure a broken arm in any medical capacity you think a fully stocked ambulance would have something better? You would think um, any medical professional that deals with athletes would have something to, you know, brace a broken, a supposedly broken. I don't even know. Like, it was weird. He punched him in the elbow, and they acted yep. like he exploded his arm. It's, it's a compound fracture. He's never coming back from that. Like that's not how you kill somebody. You guys know that, right? Like he, it, it might hurt like a son of a bitch, but I don't know. I, I've never broken my arm. I broke my finger once, and I didn't have to put like chicken wire. No, I've I've, I've done. I broke my finger. I've separated my shoulder. Neither time did I needed um, uh, friolator baskets taped to my body. Sling and 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 a splint and a cast. Uh, and that never never needed the fry layer chicken baskets. I'm hoping that's what they're called. I, I honestly don't know the actual. That industry. could be the scientific term. That could be. That could be a medical term for for splints. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I I think when this COVID thing's over, I think we yeah. should talk to Fauci and see what uh what he would have done in this scenario. A, that's a solid interview question right there. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Question, question one. In 1999, JR was hurt. What are you guys talking about? Why Why are you here at this press junket? <laughs> this is about COVID. <laughs> Don't you understand we got a vaccine? Yeah, Look, yeah, you got a vaccine. vaccine we have vaccine. credentials. <laughs> we Don't have a podcast. mind God how we got them. <laughs> Vaccine schmaxine. Tell me how you fix a broken arm with chicken wire. <laughs> Doctor. You all we we all laugh, but that that that's not outside the realm of possibilities. I mean, Jesus Christ, I read today that fucking influencers are able to join the fucking SAG union for Christ's sakes. The Screen Actors Guild are allowing influ oh uh, uh, that that's a whole other side side GTA side mission of me just getting angry and yelling about how fucking people. <laughs> you can use air quotes. Uh huh. We can't say quotes. certain words anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking people. You know how long it took me as an actor to join the Screen Actors Guild? Oh no! If you if if you just shake your tits a bunch, you can join next week. That's cool. 
So hold on. I have tits. Yeah, so, good. Sh- shake them on it. Sh- shake them up. Shake them for the gram, baby. So I gotta, I gotta go on the gram. Do I have to do a duck face? I, I, I don't know. Do I have to strip in Connecticut? I have talent. I don't know. <laughs> you know who doesn't have talent? And Most I love him to death. people online. <laughs> also, the road dog. <laughs> this fucking Jamoke. Holy shit. Okay. So he doesn't look like he's selling crack, but he's coming to the ring anyway. And I'm getting tired of this doggy style. This guy guy was making over a million dollars this year alone. God damn it. (laughs) Like the road dog was infectious in 1999. I I, I had two road dog shirts. Fuck all that. Like, (laughs) Like straight up. You're part of the problem. Yes, I was, and it was infectious. Why? Because I was 19 years old, and he was cool as shit. He was a white asshole with dreadlocks that got high and was a pro wrestler. It's like, yeah. And he didn't look like a pro wrestler. He looked like me. He looked like a doughy white guy who was just getting high and getting his ass whipped every week. Yeah, okay. I can can buy a T-shirt that says that. Because when I show up and people are like, oh, nice rock shirt, nice fucking rock shirt, rock, rock's a brick shithouse. Road Dog is a doughy white asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do look like bread dough that had too much yeast. I am. I am. I am well raised yeast. Anyway, Road so Dog. Is, so, so is Al Snow, who's coming to the ring. Well, I mean, this is, this is kind of why we're here, I guess, because Big Boss Man has something to do with this, I guess. He does. He does. He, uh... <laughs> is this why we're here? <laughs> How did... This is not my office. So he, he comes out, like, three minutes into this match, after Jericho interferes, mm-hmm. hits him with the nightstick, goes through the table, both guys are down, he steals Pepper... We're getting close to what I can't wait to watch again. The Pepper Steak City. We're we're about two weeks away from it. I'm well, so I'm fucking excited. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to a, a holiday inn and feed you some pepper steak. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So this was this was a fucking just an absolute I can I say abortion? I mean I mean, you, I just, you, you can, I just you can it. say it. You just did. Yeah. Um, well, that's what this was. It's there's a couple things about this. Um, I liked how the backstage segment area fell apart when they were wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Dean Douglas chalkboard back there. Like the referees had to hold uh, the interview se- uh, section. Like the whole chain link fence thing that they do with their interviews in front of just kind of fell apart. Uh, also, you can definitely tell when Pepper is in the cage and when he's not because Big Boston was a lot more gentle with that goddamn box this time. <laughs> he didn't literally throw it against a wall at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> they called Pepper a hostage <laughs> during this. Wouldn't you? Said- I call him a fucking dog. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, so anyway, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, he is a dog. I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell him. I, I didn't uh, know cats could be hostages. Well, he kidnapped them or dog-napped them. I don't know what the fucking rules are. I don't know. This is a very loose definition of a hostage, if you ask me. Someone kidnapped your goddamn dog. You'd call him a hostage, too. You'd call him a lot worse. <laughs> you would be, I, I, I would not like to see your Facebook page if someone kidnapped your pet. It would literally get banned in two seconds. <laughs> Again, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I just get out of jail. Oh man, yeah, you're not good at social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Why are I'm you the, running our accounts? <laughs> <laughs> not very good. Not very good at it. I, I, I feel like I need to hire someone. Is there an 11 year old that can help you, me with my social you, you media? You get out of Facebook jail. Two seconds into your freedom, you make the worst comment possible on my Serbian film picture. It's like, holy shit, man. You just want to go back. You just want to get banned again. You like, we all know what happens in the movie. You just can't say it on Facebook. You can't talk about the finale of that movie Facebook, even the middle, you can't talk about that movie. Just show a picture. Hey, look, I'm watching this weird movie alone, naked. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what? While I'm babysitting. You see, you can't fucking say that <laughs> <No>. shit. <laughs> Damn What's it. wrong with you? Damn it. Shit. You cannot involve the kids. The chi- You can't involve the children. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. The refugee. Jesus Christ. Sexual chocolate is in is he's in this raw, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, get, yeah, okay. Get We're still yeah. on the first oh, move on. <laughs> Holy shit, we are taking way too long on this dumb fucking match. Ugh. Anyway. Well, it gets better because coming to the Does ring it? for commentary. Does it <laughs> coming to the ring for commentary is Kane and X Pac. Definitely the two people you want to listen to commentate a match. Make some noise. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is this is <laughs> I I I like this episode and it's not turning up that way when I'm talking about it out loud. Oh, that's the point of the show. Um so Undertaker and the Big Show come to the ring. New tag team champions. The amount of I don't give a fuck coming off the Undertaker is like the stench coming off pig pen from the, the Peanuts cartoons. Are we like already you, it's, there? It's radiating off of the Undertaker when he's coming to the ring. Mm, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. But he, he's in the match. It's, it's a hell of a lot worse later when he's on commentary. It's worse on SmackDown. Like, he's progressively giving it less shit. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Undertaker is digressing into like the, just the horrible human being that becomes the American badass. That, but that, that, <laughs> this is why this is probably I don't my favorite wrestler anymore. I'm gonna wear my dirty leathers and my <laughs> denim shirts and fuck this whole show. <laughs> Ninety nine Undertaker is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everyone. I hate everything. I don't want to do anything. Fuck off. My hip hurts. That's literally. I had so 
before we started taping, my leg fell asleep sitting on the couch. I had to drag it like I was shot in platoon to get to the kitchen to get a glass of iced tea. I feel exactly like The Undertaker feels. Mm. Minus the millions of dollars. Yeah, that, that hurts even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're fighting, who they find? The Acolytes? Uh, yes. So the exchange with X-Pac and the King. <laughs> so the King says something sarcastic about Kane not being able to talk. And X-Pac goes, oh, you're pretty funny. And King goes, thanks. And there's just silence for like 10 seconds after. Has Michael Cole come out yet to replace JR? He's he's out there, but he, he can't talk over his erection right now. Just, just sitting he, in the big chair. He hasn't, he hasn't got to the point of confidence. Yeah. Some would argue he's still not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, what happened here? <laughs> Not a whole fucking hell. Nothing. Of a lot. Nothing. Uh, you you know what happened here? We we realized that there's a new ring announcer, Lillian Garcia. We did. Oh God, yes. Uh, I love me Lillian Garcia. Lillian's rough in these first couple shows here. She gets better, obviously, yep. but man, is she a stuttering, muttering fucking prick? Throughout these first couple episodes, holy shit, is she reading the cue cards and having a hard time with it. Um, also, something that I forgot had happened until it happened, and I don't remember how it plays out, uh, or if, and I, I don't think it does play out, uh, but the Blonde Bitch Project... <laughs> With yes, Blue, the, Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards? Yes, the B-Y-T-C-H, Blonde, uh, Blonde Bitch Project. Now, was this a... Which seems like it was an ECW thing, because that's yeah. how they spelt bitch, uh, with uh, a Tammy Lynn bitch who was Don Marie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but she wasn't blonde, but I guess, you know, whatever the fuck. It felt, it felt very much like a, an ECW thing that was oddly inserted into raw and did it the, the uh, i mean you've watched a little bit ahead do you know if it pays off cuz i don't remember i remember this bit i just don't remember if it ever paid off so smackdown they they mentioned when they showed this first clip that it was going to continue on smackdown right which it did not it did not but i do believe it it it, there was another thing of it on Heat, which I can't watch on the fucking network. I can watch Tarantulas crawl on fucking Superstar Billy Graham from 1986, but I can't watch fucking Sunday Night Heat from 99. But I'm pretty sure there's one more or two more skits involving this, but there's no real payoff other than the blue meanie and a blonde wig. So all I, all I remember the end game of this being was meaning in a blonde wig. But was this a Sable or Sunny knock? Um, if I remember correctly, it was a Sable knock. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to the best of my knowledge, it was a knock at Sable 
because at the time she was suing the company and there was a massive like falling out um and let's see because that does make sense because didn't she show up to nitro and sat front row randomly it was around this time that she did that yes yeah so like literally right after she left and filed suit um that happened um uh, 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 let's see. I'm, uh, I just Googled Blonde Bitch Project, so. Oh, boy. You're, you're going to have people climbing through your window in a minute. <laughs> it's fine. I welcome the attention. Um, <laughs> just put it on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Get those followers, baby. Uh, let's see, Verso and Ferrara. That's not that's not a surprise, uh, bro. It was a it was a thing, <laughs> bro, bro, bro. There's a movie called The Blair Witch Project, and Sable looks like none of them. So let's do it. Un- unrelated news the second player which is the worst movie i've ever seen in my fucking life yeah i got i got nothing on it continuing um yeah the second player which is terrible the, the you know what was actually really good um uh probably like three years ago they did um a direct sequel to the original blair witch project and it was just called blair witch <clears throat> where it was um, the main girl from the first one's brother who found like found footage on YouTube or something of her. And then he went in it was, it was much closer to the original. The second one was just a, a terrible cash grab uh, that has absolutely nothing to do with 1999's WWF or SmackDown or anything like that. Uh, so let's just move the fuck on because it didn't get paid off. <laughs> well, uh-huh. no, we can move on to. The the first couple of the WWF at this time, Stephanie and Andrew. 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 Uh, I'm so happy for Andrew. He uh, he won the match at SummerSlam, the lover or leaver match. Uh, he, that means he gets to love her. And I'm sure there'll be no interference um, by Shane at all. I'm, I'm sure he'll just be okay with it because that's what heels do when they lose. Yep. They are just okay with it. Hmm? Oh, no. Shane shows up and interrupts the marriage proposal. Who saw that coming? Who saw a marriage proposal coming? How did they, they just meet like two weeks ago? Yeah, they're moving really fast. I hope they work out, though. I'm rooting for them. Too, I mean, too if I was Andrew, I would. I, if I was Andrew, I would move as fast as I possibly could with that one. Yeah, there'd be a baby cooking already if I was Andrew. Like that, because that thing, we see how it worked out the for the old Hunter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if I was Andrew, yeah, I would have plugged as many babies into her as possible. Yeah, I, it, I mean, that just you're putting deposits in that bank left and right. You got to earn some that shit down. Yeah. Bro. You got to get, you got those shit swimming. Um, so Stephanie doesn't say yes or doesn't say no. 
Ooh, uh, big market so, tease. <laughs> so it, it, it gave me a flashback to white man can't jump when Rosie Perez is like, sometimes when you lose, you actually win. But sometimes when you win, you actually lose. And sometimes you tie, but then you don't actually win or lose. That's what, because JR, Colin the King, not JR, Colin the King. Went yes, over the fact. JR can't talk anymore because he no. broke his arm. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 deep frying his arm right now. So the two of them repeated over and over again. It was like great taste, less filling. She said no. She said nothing. She said yes. They went back and forth about it. Why? What? What? What are we doing? This pays off in three days. You, you fucking twat. You couldn't say yes to him on Raw. Look, Stephanie is is kind of new to an on on screen character within the last year of WWF here in '99, uh, but but God damn it, she's got it down. She is a pro, so she gets a wedding proposal on Raw on Monday night, but knows that they have a brand new show debuting on Thursday that is SmackDown. I'll let you know. On the UPN, right after Wayans Brothers. I mean, and Andrew's got to be pissed. I mean, God damn it, you you. Oh, and if I was Andrew, I'd be like, oh. you know what? I get I get more time on the new show. Absolutely, boom, place at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, by the way, I I love. We talked about this a little on text. Nineties mm. fashion. Yeah, like she wore the stereotypical. Funny thing is, this is what, this was not outfit. this was not what I was talking about with '90s fashion. But yes, she is '90s fashion. Uh, the 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 wedge shoes are hilarious. Are those uh, Steve Madden? Steve, Steve Madden. Madden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in uh, SmackDown, Kitty has has the the big ass wedge shoes that were. Very popular at this era as well. Uh, but we'll get there. Jericho and Robert Finkel are in the back <laughs> talking about how he's a warrior. This is fucking awesome. This is probably the he highlight calls him of the eight show. Different names. Yes. <laughs> we have, I, I wrote it down. We have Edward, Robbie, Warren. Funk instead of Fink. Yep. Warrior. So five. We we had five names in this promo nice. alone. Nice. Fucking Jericho. I, I I love I love this. Like this is even his match with the Road Dog. Like all the comedic things that went around it anyway. Yep. And then he gets the rub with Shamrock. We'll get to that in more detail in a little bit. But like Jericho is off to a really hot start. And. I fucking love this. Had me dying. It was it was tremendous. Uh, which brings us to Intercontinental Champion as well as European Champion Double J J E Double F J E Double R Jarrett, whatever the fuck he spelled the rest of his name. <laughs> I, I I don't think he vomits in his mouth when he's saying his own. <laughs> Comes to the ring with Deborah and Mark Henry in tow. Um, 
Jared gives Jared is just all about giving out the the gifts tonight. Uh, he gives Mark Henry uh, the European title. Literally gifts it to him. This this is prime Russo booking. The title's a props, bitch. Um, so he's just like, yeah, here you go. Here's here's this. <laughs> if if it was ever a, a moment where it's like, oh, they really don't give a shit about this. It was here you go. Here's a European title. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it in good I, health I was, until you forget it in the fucking Iowa airport. I, I, I was I was hoping he was going to give him a stick of butter as, as a gift and sauce and sauce sauce. So this title in the span of six months, yeah, has been won by Shane McMahon, left in his bag in the back. Found by Midian, who was gifted it by Shane McMahon, who lost it to D'Lo, who lost it to Jared, who gifted it to Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. And here we are. He also gifts to Deborah because apparently walking up onto the ring apron and opening up your uh, ill-fitting blazer is just way too much goddamn work that she needs a personal assistant. So here comes Miss Kitty because Jerry Lawler needs a companion on the road. (laughs) (laughs) She just happens to like cartoons and Taco Bell. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So Uh, yeah, Miss Miss Kitty makes her debut. Uh, I got. I have a confession here. I thought Stacy Carter and Dixie Carter were the same person tonight. I had to. I had to fucking Google what Miss Kitty's real name was, and I saw Stacy Carter. I'm like, that's the chick from from TNA Impact. Oh wow, that's rough. Yeah, I I'm really high. That's rough memory. <laughs> really high. <laughs> I'll tell you what's also really high. She is really not, by the way. <laughs> she is not. I'll t- but if you're going to wear a skirt that short, don't wear a skirt. Just come on your fucking thong. Well, eventually she does. So, uh, Well, she does a lot more than that. I mean, she, she, she gets. We get there. She gets better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, but, I, I but, liked me, Miss Kitty, a lot. Yeah. yeah she, she okay. Um. <laughs> But the big crux of this angle is not just introducing Miss Kitty, not just introducing um, the European title to Mark Henry. Right. Is the open contract that Jeff Jarrett is posting for the Intercontinental title. Because you do an open contract when you're the best damn Intercontinental champion there ever was, even though in the span of this show, this series, you've lost it twice. Goddamn right. So, <laughs> D'Lo Brown comes down. Him and Mark Henry have a little bit of a oh, a not swabble. yet, not yet, not yet, because D'Lo first has to murder Meat <laughs> in the back. That's right. He beat Meat everywhere. 
This is where I text you about 90s fashion because D'Lo is wearing the shiniest of shiny gold tank top skin tight shirts that I've ever seen with Adidas track pants. Black Adidas track pants. His 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 wardrobe is dog shit. <laughs> it is it is it's something I would wear. It's awful. <laughs> I, I I like the shirt. I gotta be honest. Oh my god, I'm sure you do. I like but, the shirt. But but Mark is in a like blue and white, equally as shiny. This is what I meant. Everything in the 90s was either all black or super fucking shiny. <laughs> there was no in between. And this match was all the shiny. It was horrible. Um... So <laughs> meets in shiny pink, by the way. <laughs> When, when he's getting beat down, you just hear Terry screaming in the background, Get up! Get up! Uh, Terry wanted no part of this. She, she, she was. Half, half she had to be there. because we're not at the tit yet. No. The tit's coming in a couple months. She, straight, she was. Uh, Terry's a trooper, but. There's even points where even a, even in a trooper's mentality, you're just like, oh, is this the best you got? This fucking guy? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and scream and clap and pretend I like his dick, but oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> I, I had a miscarriage six months ago with Val Venus. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she loses her push. And the, her miscarriage, the miscarriage was the high of her push. <laughs> now you have to you have to fuck meat. <laughs> Go get him. Go get him, champ. Oh yeah. uh, god. So like a pro, she does it. She does. And God bless her for it. Hmm? God bless her for it. God bless. Uh, God bless, uh, obviously. And, um, whatever. one love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I, I don't even know how this match ends because I don't care. Yeah, um, um, Jared interferes. They, they leave the, the fucking, uh, they, they leave the guitar at ringside apparently because <laughs> I didn't notice it, but like six matches later, there's a guitar sitting on the announce table for no reason Oh, guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to get hit with a goddamn implement. Uh, <laughs> guitar. Any, uh, guitar. Anyway, uh, Billy Gunn is wandering around the back in a obviously pre-taped segment for a number of reasons. One being the fact that they've already established that the live show, they can curse because Triple H said bullshit at the top of the show. Meanwhile, Billy Gunn has said goddamn four times in this little backstage segment, got beeped on every one. Then China comes hauling ass around the corner. No makeup on. Now, I noticed it because China was in the opening segment in full makeup, which means this was taped before 
China got into makeup. Six one way, half dozen other. The point of this is somehow in 30 seconds, Jeff Jarrett has already taped a goddamn contract to a door and Billy Gunn is looking for a pen so he can sign it. He's asked China. China says, I don't know where the fuck a pen is. Then she pulls a pen out of her tit and signs the contract. China is going to wrestle for the Intercontinental title. We know where this is going. The Rock has shown up a solid hour and a half into his workday. Does he have a pen on him, you think? I don't. The, the Rock doesn't care if you have a pen. He's late for work. <laughs> I just, I can't believe, just to, to put a bow on the, the, the open contract thing, why don't you just take it off the door? Oh, 100%. Look, uh, when I was a kid at, at, a, at a grade school, uh, this is talking like third, fourth grade. Uh, it was one of those uh, grade school charity festival things. There was a Bruins hockey stick that was used by a Bruin in the, in the 88 or 89 Stanley Cup finals. And it was signed by the whole team. And I was bidding on it. And there was some parent bidding against me. So I would write a number, and then they would write a bigger number. Well, then the gym teacher who was running this auction says, we got 30 seconds left. So I wrote a number and took the goddamn pen away. <laughs> And walked. And guess what? I still have that stick in my fucking apartment. <laughs> so the moral of the story. I knew better in third grade than Jeff Jarrett knew in 1999. That's the moral. <laughs> I... The, the fact that you don't have, uh, you have a fanny pack on. Which one now? The Billy Gunn. He has a fanny pack on. Oh, I missed it by his, I, I, all I saw was his bulging cock. <laughs> I, sign it with that. Right? You're in a situation where the Intercontinental <laughs> title is up for grabs. You ah, sign skeet, it with skeet, skeet, skeet. You you pull a loaf out of that ass of yours, and you 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 signed it with your shit. If you gotta signed it, with this is the goddamn intercontinental title here. <laughs> well, he did. You scat on that motherfucker. He did not. Uh, instead, we get one of the weirder matches uh, we've covered in the three seasons of two guys watching wrestling. The Rock. Yeah, this is this is up there. This is definitely up there. Who is literally one show four days away from Peak Rock versus Gangrel? Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. Neither does The Rock. 
Though he didn't. Nope. I don't think this is what happens when you're late for work, Mike. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. You show up late, you wrestle the fucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> let, let this be a lesson. If you if you don't want to fight the gothic fuck that no one likes, he's good. You show up on time. He he he. This is this is one of the sadder rock moments. Despite the fact that he's literally three days away from hitting peak rock, um, he first of all he has to say finally the rock is come back to Iowa. That that rolls off the tongue. Finally, Rock has come back to Radio Shack. Secondly, (laughs) he says he's going to take Gangrel's blood and turn it sideways and stick it up his ass. He's going to turn his blood sideways. The Rock was doing the best he could on this one. He had literally nothing <laughs> to work with. This was so odd. It just, I can't describe it any other way. Like, it the match itself, you know, it was a rock match. You know, Edge and Christian showed up and the Hardys, and they're getting into that little bit of a rivalry that's kicking in. Well, yeah, that, that that was the thing because because the rivalry they were setting up was the new brood, which is the Hardy Boys. Versus, versus Edge and Christian, The Rock has zero to do with any of the five people involved in that feud. Until now. This is finally, The Rock is rubbing with a mid-carter. He has no idea why he's there and neither do the fucking audience. But you know what? Bro, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> Bro, think about it. We got to do something with The Rock for this quarter hour, right? We, we got to so, swerve him. We got to swerve him in this quarter hour, right? You're going to talk about, bro, get this, right? You get bro. some blood, right, bro? You turn it sideways, bro. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it wasn't. No, um, it wasn't. But Rock wins. I don't know how um, he ended up winning this match. Um, but then after the match, completely shovels. Gangrel on the microphone by saying, "Why did I fight you?" That well, the, the funny thing is that I think that happened actually later because the rock he did it came... twice. He did it after the match. Okay, because I because I did it on commentary too. Because I know you you mentioned it when when I was texting you while I was watching this, and I missed it, and then I caught it when he was on commentary at the fucking main event, and I'm like, holy shit, he's still an hour later burying the shit out of that match. <laughs> what the fuck he, am I wrestling gang girl? I was like, wow, dude, that's really <laughs> digging in your ass right now. <laughs> he, he even passed. He goes, last night I fit Billy Gunn, tonight I'm fighting gang girl. Why? That's his, his literal, his, yep. he goes, yes, last night I fought Billy Gunn, tonight gang grail, and he goes, why? <laughs> As if he were yelling to some authority figure listening in his headphones. Oh, 
does he know Vince is back to hearing all these words? Why am I doing this? So this still leads me to believe Vince is not there. I think he is. It's it's much more tame. We're 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 not quite as hallucinogenic as as the last couple weeks. Well, you know who's uh, you know who's back as well. Finkel and the Warrior music. Oh uh, yeah, we're uh, we we got Fink Warrior coming to the ring. Fucking Fink Warrior. Howard Finkel's voice is sex. Uh, <laughs> verbal intercourse coming at you. Fucking Ultimate Warriors music. What is going on? Bro, <laughs> I got an idea. You know that new kid, Jericho? We'll pair him with Finkel. It will be awesome. Oh, my God. And... I can only imagine if Russo stayed, how how this was going to continue to go because they stopped it shortly shortly after it started. This was only like maybe a four four or five week thing max. Well, it wasn't and, working, but but truth be told, this is very like I can't blame Russo for this one uh, completely because this is very reminiscent of the Ralphus shit that Jericho is doing over in oh uh, for sure in WCW. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's still funny as shit. It's still funny. And thank God it ended quick because Jericho needed to move on to something real. Uh, because. Well, this, well, that's the whole thing. If Russo was around. It. If Russo was around, this was going to. I have a feeling this was going to linger for a little mm. while. So. It, but it, comic relief. It's funny as shit. Funny as shit. And. <laughs> the Fink and the Road Dog start fucking arguing. He shoves him twice. <laughs> the, and the road dog sells it like he's getting shoved by fucking like branch. <laughs> which I found fucking absolutely hilarious. Jericho comes out. That's that's why he was making a million dollars that year. Dude knew how to sell his ass off. <laughs> yeah, for the fink. That that's why. That's why. I'm uh I'm anti road dog this series. I I'm Clearly, and, uh, yeah, like... it's weird because I, I, I mean, he seems like a nice person. You know, I probably have a, you know, a, a Heineken with him, um, but I just I don't like him right now. I, I, I had a, I have a fun road dog story. Um, I met him, Jarrett, and Owen Hart. Uh, it was like two months before Owen died, and that there was it was an, an appearance. And I'm me. I'm six foot three. I'm two hundred and flirt pounds. You know, I'm I'm a large human being. And I'm going up to get my picture, and the road dog was the only one that wanted to talk to me. And he's and he just like he looks at me and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm a big fan, blah blah blah. I start doing the whole the whole fan thing. And he's like, Jesus Christ, man, can you fucking slouch you are way too big to take this picture and i'm like i, I like this guy because <laughs> <laughs> i'm was standing that at the square there. one mall uh no it was in peabody uh it, it was at uh i don't know what the fuck it was it was like a might have been like a knights of columbus or something like that it was, it was some some bush league fucking place in peabody 
but it, but I still got the Polaroid uh, of Road Dog, me, Jarrett, and Owen, and and like I'm, I look like the big brother. Like I'm hulking over all three of these guys because they're all s- nobody's taller than six one out of the three of them, and I'm six three, and I'm just like, yep. And I and I got the, I had the, I think I was wearing, if I remember correctly, I, was, I think I was wearing a WWF T-shirt, not like a any persons, but like the company's logo on my chest. So I look like it's like you got a Polaroid of four guys, and it's like pick out the wrestler. Well, the big fucker with the company T-shirt on. It's like, nope. It's the other three. <laughs> did did you uh, did you have a fanny pack? Um, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me if I did. I can't remember, but but it would not surprise me. I definitely rocked the fanny pack back in that era, so it would not surprise me if I had it because I was definitely rocking the fanny pack with the Adidas fucking pants. So. I can't. I can't say because I don't. I don't have the picture in front of me, but and and it's in storage, so I I can't say. I got. I gotta get a fanny pack. Like the the more we oh, talk about nineties fashion, the, I gotta. I gotta get one. They're the worst, unless you're going to Disney World. Like that. No, that, I just wear it all the time. Look, fuck, <laughs> fuck what people say. <laughs> fanny packs. If you're if you're like I'm, I'm a Disney World guy. This they are they are fucking wonderful. You keep everything in those things, and when you go, you have to go through the turnstiles. You just pop it off. Here you go. Here's everything in my life. Search it. <laughs> like I don't have to go through six different pockets to take out my phone and my wallet and my water bottle. No, no, it's all just here. You go. One little snap. There you go. There's there's my life in a fucking pack. I I just like the fashion forwardness of it. I. I I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get one. I think I'm gonna get a few. I'm gonna make the dive. I'm gonna get a leather Harley Davidson yeah, Skelly Cap. It has cap. to be leather. It has to be. Le- my, mine yeah. was. My, mine was I will. a black, I'll, a I'll black get a leather one. deal, slung low. It was definitely a ball mm-hmm. knocker. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely gotta sling that leather pack low. Well, for sure, I'll, I'll swing it and I'll have my insulin pump in there, and it'll yeah. be fucking dynamite. Can't wait. Can't wait. I don't have diabetes yet. But I'll be ready for it. We're all on the way. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Fauci. (laughs) Quick question. Quick question. (laughs) Quick question, Fauci. (laughs) Follow up on the JR broken arm. Diabetes. (laughs) Are fanny packs the cure? (laughs) (laughs) I helped cure COVID. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, okay. COVID good. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about uh, diabetes and fanny packs, please. Anyway. Fauci. Anyway, Ro- Road Dog's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, no. You know who else is a good dude? Al Snow, because he's looking for Pepper. Is he's he backstage or is losing he his shit for- trying to find Pepper. <laughs> and Billy Gunn is uh, looking for that bitch, China. Because um, I think he figured out that she had a pen the whole time. And is also wearing Shawn Michaels shorts <laughs> the whole night. He's also wearing the stank of disappointment. Billy Gunn is all the male stripper in this fucking episode. <laughs> I, you know, he's he's for, got the the t shirt that's that's tied like right the belly under ring. the 
under the pecs with a belly ring. He's got the Shawn Michaels bicycle shorts and the white fucking boots up to his fucking knee. He he had the choker too, the choker necklace. Ah, uh, Magic man. Billy, Magic <laughs> Billy. Oh man, next episode I'm just gonna throw singles at the TV and just hope I get his wiener in my face. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> give me that Billy Gun cock. One of my favorite moments that we've had on a show is <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's it's uh, Crash Holly versus Hardcore Holly, but the best part is they just loop their song because we've talked about how uh, on these shows they keep playing the same music over and over and over and over again. Like we heard Triple H's music over and over again, but the way they did Triple H's music was Triple H would come to the ring, they'd stop the song. Then China would come to the ring, they would start it back up. With this one, it was perfect. They started Hardcore Holly's music when Crash came out, and they just looped it and kept it going. And crap, and fucking Hardcore came out. It was, it's the little things, it's the little details that make me so happy, and that made me so happy. Uh, this match was just fucking nonsense. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it was, straight it was just nonsense. to move us on to Kevin Kelly informing us that Steve Austin has a fucking another injury or some such shit and we're gonna get we're gonna get the big interview on smackdown because well we have a fucking new show and we need steve austin on it so mankind then comes into the picture and cuts a promo yes he does i you know this end of the mankind character the the next couple of months is strictly him as a comedic person like there's no true fight like demonic not demonic but demented kind of mankind it's just strictly him making jokes and and being comedic right uh on this so i i don't know how to feel about about it because i liked the mankind character up until this point well, like, much like the Undertaker character, it, it, it couldn't last. Do you think, you know, Tommy Drew has always talked about he never wanted to win the title. Do you think Mankind as a character would have been different if he never won the title? Like, always chased it and never got it? It, it, it would have been different, but I don't think that was what McFoley wanted. I just, I don't like... I wholeheartedly, only the... And and for the only reason is the amount of times and the way he did win the title. Like I think Mick Foley's goal was to be the WWF heavyweight champion from day one. Tommy Dreamer was a different different type of dude. Um and and I I think I I, I have no idea. I, I would love to ask Tommy about it, but I, I would say that if Tommy Dreamer wasn't in ECW and if his career path had gone a different direction, he would have had a different outlook on it. Um, but I, but I think Mick wanted to win the the heavyweight title. You know, I think it meant something to him uh, from from no, the way sure. the way he came up through WCW and all that other bullshit. Um, 
So yeah, I, I think would would he have been different? Absolutely, but I also don't think he would he would have. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think it would have worked. He had he had to because the under the underdog well, eventually has to win, and that was the story they were telling with Mick. Well, exactly with him and The Rock in the beginning of '99. It just I'm talking more like as far as like the character perspective, and it does make sense storyline wise for him to. Beat the corporate guy and the underdog and all that. It just, I feel like the mankind character itself was one of those characters that didn't need the title, but the man well, behind the character needed the title. Well, well, and that's just it. And and the character evolved, like all the characters that that attitude era. Like the the, like I said, the mankind character that started out. Um, wouldn't have lasted had had it stayed the same like same same with the undertaker the undertaker knew his character wasn't going to get through the attitude era the way it was going because the attitude era was going in a different direction i mean that's i mean jesus christ they got kane with x-pac fucking talking and saying suck it it's like like the 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 monsters and and the 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 cartoony character shit doesn't work anymore no whether it's the audience not buying it or the people in charge not believing that the audience was going to buy it which i think is more actually actually accurate um either way they're they're changing all their monsters into people so that's our serious talk today on two guys watching wrestling that was uh, a motorium, motorium, motorium. Neither of those are words. <laughs> <laughs> Me feel English. <laughs> That's impossible. What else is impossible? The fucking Undertaker and Big Show and fucking commentary. Because that well, that's what I'm looking at right now. Like that's next, and it's shit. <laughs> so again, these I've, these these stu- speaking say you stuttering, muttering prick, yeah. <laughs> these fucking guys. <laughs> again, this Undertaker is my favorite version of the Undertaker because again, he just doesn't want to be there. He's injured. He does not give a fuck. Yeah. And I respect that so fucking much. He said three times during this match about phony tough and crazy brave. Phony tough and crazy brave. Oh, it was it was garbage. Uh, un, un, why is Undertaker getting all the dialogue? <laughs> he did say he was going to stab the king in the face. Yes, he did. Yes, so. He did. Again, more points for Undertaker 1999, my favorite wrestler. So, Minion and Viscera beat Kane and X-Pac in this match because they're breaking up? Um, this match was here 
so that Undertaker and Big Show could do commentary for fucking 15 minutes. There is no other reason. Uh, it's, was, it's, yeah, it's, a it's, the not, it, it's an unimportant match uh, that most of the time the camera is actually focused on the announce table, which is why I noticed that there was a goddamn guitar laying on the announce table, and I realized that Jeff Jarrett hasn't been out here for about an hour, so why is there a guitar laying on the announce table? It was on camera that much. Uh, the match is not important. Nobody gave a shit about Kane and X-Pac versus Midian Viscera. This is the epitome of, hey, here's a weird mid-card match that we don't fucking care about, but we're trying to get over Undertaker Big Show. Big Show, still green as goose shit, fucking sitting there talking about... Death Valley? Is it, am I riding a motorcycle? He's just—he's talking nonsense. He's talking fucking. And Taker is trying to do Taker shit, but not do Taker shit. Like it's all kinds of weird. He's like, oh, I am the epitome of evil, but also a man who rides a motorcycle into the desert, and I'll stab you in the face. It's like, what is fucking happening right now? This match so, is stupid. The only person giving a shit about any of this is Paul Bearer. <laughs> yes. That's that's fact. And the thing I find most interesting is he wants to stab people in the face. Yep. He doesn't want to be there. Nope. Doesn't care about the titles. Right. But all he wants to do is give the big show knowledge. 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 The knowledge. What? Are you what? Have you seen how small my trunks are? I haven't learned shit. Knowing the knowledge is important because once you know the knowledge, you can get on the bike and get into cannibalism. That's the yeah. knowledge I'm giving you. How to skin a person into a coat. Have you, have you got those leopard skin ties or suits or whatever the fuck they're doing? Ugh. Anyway, I still still love it. Still love the miserable Undertaker character. It's terrible. I, I I love it. I feel like I'm living that gimmick every day of my life. And God bless Mark. If you're listening, I know you're not. God bless you. Mark's listening. Yeah. Fucking better Mark. be. You better be. Yeah. Motherfucker, I want that in the Last Ride Volume Two. Him. <laughs> 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 Him on his peloton listening to us. Those two assholes. They, <laughs> they cut me deep. <laughs> I was just trying to give knowledge. Apparently we're soft too. <laughs> uh, anywho, Billy Gunn is still walking around the back looking for fucking China. Okay. And a pen. And a pen. And a pen. Jericho is telling Howard Finkel or Harold or Edward or Richard Finkel that it's going to be called WWF Finkdown on Thursday. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> this is the best part of 1999 right here. Finkdown. 
Uh, Billy Gunn comes to the ring, still in Sean Michaels' bicycle shorts and his half crop top. Uh, calls out China. China comes down, gets in his face. Um, and then Double J wallops China with a guitar. And then he uh, shit goes down. And Miss Kitty grabs the guitar that's been laying on the fucking announce table for an hour and a half. And Jarrett swing or does she swing it or Jarrett swings it? Somebody swings it nope. and hits Deborah. <clears throat> Billy, um, I thought Billy Gunn grabbed it. Oh no. Hold on. It did hit Deborah. It wasn't Jared that hit her though. I thought it was Billy Gunn that hit her. Nice. Anyway, Deborah got smacked the fuck with with a guitar. Yeah, Deb- Deborah got walloped with a fucking yeah. guitar, man. It wasn't Steve Austin that hurt her. No, no, with the he, guitar. No, no, he 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 just used a fist. Um, allegedly. 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 We will not be on the Broken Skull sessions. Absolutely not. Nope. They'll be on this show. Uh, <laughs> Also, like, is, is is it me or or the do these girls just look like they're fucking wearing wigs? Like their hair is just yeah. bonkers. Like I I know Kitty wore a lot of wigs, but Deborah looked like she was straight up wearing like a fucking wig and not a good one, like a horrible fucking wig. And I know she wasn't. That was a fucked up thing. Like that was Deborah's hairstyle, and it just looked ridiculous. Her the makeup things, too. It's like uh, the things I noticed over the top too. <laughs> At like, forty-one years old, it's like I'm not even paying attention <laughs> to her tits anymore. It's just like your hair looks ridiculous, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> her, she she had really nice legs, but her makeup, like she was covering up, like she walked into a door, or fell downstairs, or dropped something and hit her face on the counter, or that could also the, be yeah. like. Well, I mean. I'm I'm not gonna dive too deep into this, but but WWE uh, makeup people do a excessive job on the women. Like, um, the current day, the the one that that always stands out to me when when you look at her on Instagram versus how how she looks on TV is Billy Kay, and it's like, oh my god, they put like four pounds of makeup on her. She looks gorgeous as a real person on her own Instagram and it's like and and not not that she looks bad on TV but it's like why are you putting so much makeup and making her look like a completely different person because she looks great in real life so yeah I'm, I'm with you on that it, it, it could be partially that like uh, like Billy Kay is just one of the, one of those ones because I think she's absolutely hilarious. I think I think she's a, a hell of a talent. Yeah. And and when I see her on Instagram, it's almost like you do a double take. Like that doesn't look like the person I'm watching on television because they put so much, like inch and a half thick makeup on her. Um. So that 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 could be part of it. Well, I agree with the point because it it almost makes it like they're a character character trick. Char- sure, keep going. Yeah, character. Sure, we know what you're trying to say. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can't say it. I'm, I'm, my, my face is falling. Um, but I agree. Over the top makeup, like even Alexa Bliss, like she's stunningly beautiful. Oh, but they over over the top with the, with the makeup and the eyeliner and all that. Like I agree, they've been doing this for a long ass time right. with, with with the female talent. So I, there's a reason for it. I, I'm sure. It's just not something that I think is necessary for, for these females. A lot of them are just, like you said, naturally beautiful, naturally talented. I don't know why they necessarily need to do that. Ooh. I'm with you. Yeah. Hashtag no more makeup. A goddamn positive thing we said about the women on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Anywho, everyone gets hit with a guitar in this segment. It's bad. And then The Rock comes down to do some commentary. Uh, he pisses and moans about the fact that he had to wrestle Billy Gunn, Gangrel, and is expecting to be wrestling the Brooklyn Brawler on the next show. He's pissed, by the way. Uh, legit. And Triple H wrestles Mankind. And guess what happens? The results of SummerSlam actually play out here on Raw. Triple H wins the world title. I'm underwhelmed. With this championship match that's on free TV as opposed to the pay-per-view? Yeah, I'm underwhelmed too. Yeah, I, I'm happy he won it character-wise, storyline-wise, I get all that. Have him pin man- Mankind in the fucking... Leave Austin out of the pin. Just have him pin Mankind to win the title at SummerSlam. And then he beats the shit out of Austin after. Like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. I'm so glad he married into this company. You think he ever got a straight answer on what the fuck happened? Oh, well, Steve has said it many times. He wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't but a, I mean... A, like, like, like the, the answer has been given to us. Austin has, done, has said it on his podcast a million times. He wasn't a good dude to deal with. And, and at that time that he he was uh, he was looking out for his own spot. He was blah 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 blah. Yeah, I had to go out on an on injury, man, and I really <gasps> go. Yeah, you know, yeah. It is what it is, and, and and he's talked about it more more than enough times. Um, it's weird to watch it week to week like we're doing and see like oh, so they really didn't want mankind as champion. And here is here is the way we're going to get there. Um, we did see, uh, especially uh, you watched the the extra attitude bit at the end. Yes, I did. Uh, the the first incarnation of the Rock and Sock connection. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, and, and I liked it. And you know, I like where they're it going. Cute. With it. it, it, it but I I gotta I gotta do the 2021 thing and circle back because two years prior you ripped the title away from Bret Hart. You there could have been a scenario. It's a different where, animal. But it's the same animal too. It's it's, it's not. different. Brett, it's different Brett because leaving. Brett was leaving Steve's the company. Yeah. But but you also had two people that didn't want to lose the title. To someone that they were supposed to lose the title to. Well, it's a little it's a little different when when the guy who doesn't want to lose a title is 
locked in as your guy. Like Bret Hart was going. Yeah, but they could have called his bluff too. I mean, you had the rock that was still there, prime rock. You still had Triple H. You oh, still had Austin's bluff. Well, he wasn't leaving. And he didn't no, say, I know, but he didn't say called, he was leaving. Like, like he was the guy. Like that like at the time he was he was still the guy. He had another you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, th- this is this is an industry where you know, people in that position have enough fucking stroke and power as they should, because for lack of a better term, they're the stars of the show. You know, if, if you're a star of a no, TV I agree. show, you, I agree you, with you, that. Get to, you get to dictate certain certain things. Um, so uh, Bret Hart was leaving like, you know, Bret, Bret Hart is like, I'm I'm leaving your show. You know, I'm I'm no longer going to be on Seinfeld. I'm going to go to friends, but I'm going to take my Seinfeld shit and do it on friends. It's like, no, you can't do that anymore. Like if you're leaving, you're fucking leaving and you're leaving all our shit with us. Like you don't get to go do that. Now that's, that's the difference. Like, like Austin was like, they could have pulled, they could have pulled an aunt Viv from fresh Prince of Bel Air on this whole thing too. Like that that would require replacing stone cold Steve Austin. And they could have, which, which they, would, which, which, in your your scenario, would have been replacing Will Smith. Not you, have, you have, it's you not have, in, in, you in have Viv in the situation right is is Triple H. And again, I mean, and I don't want this to come across a, a bashing Austin because he's one of my all time favorite wrestlers and characters. I just think ninety nine WWF could have afforded to someone who's was injured to say, you know what? You're dropping the title to him. Well, well, that's also, and, and he's like, he's also said that like he's, he's come straight out and said, yes, I should, I should have done the right thing, but you know, hindsight is 2020 and all, and all that bullshit. We, you know, we can't go back and, and change who we were. You know, we can look back and say, yeah, I, I was wrong in that fucking call there. And that's, that's all well and good. Um, but looking back and and making comparisons, it's like, yeah, like Steve was the guy. Still, it wasn't even like he was the guy on his way out. Like he he was he was Hogan at WrestleMania three. You know what I mean? At this point, it wasn't even like he was like Hogan going to do Tropic Thunder on the way out. It was like Steve is like. <laughs> One one year into his fucking run, he's the guy. So the when the guy says, "I don't, I want this guy to win, not this guy," you're gonna go with what the guy says because that guy's coming back and that guy's already made you of more money than your last guy Hogan has already made you. He's made you more than anything else. So when this guy says "boo," you're gonna jump. You know. I just, I just feel like they were in a different position, though, than they were in '97. Sure, they, they, they could have easily said, "Well, that, that, it's, it's a hundred percent a different position, and it's a hundred percent different scenario." Uh, uh, again, the, 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 it's literal apples, apples and oranges type of, type of thing. I just feel this diminishes Triple H's title win. Of course, it does. You know, and, and I don't think me, anybody's arguing that. Of course, it does. It, it, it just, it, and it's I think he knows that. That's why he's so pissed off right now. 
Yeah, and and that, that's why his promo to start the show was as passionate as it was because it there was works. a kernel of truth yeah, that he got screwed because a month ago he was in the book with the pencil right. to pin Austin right. at at SummerSlam, and then all this shit happened. I I just again I I don't want to beat the 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 horse to death here because we already have. Right. I I just feel. McMahon at this time, the company was on such a high trajectory, ratings, attendance, merch, everything, that they could have played a little bit of hardball with Austin on it. And whether whether they did or didn't or, you know, whatever, I feel they should have. And Austin could be, you know, sorry about it after the fact and all that. I This is 98, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14. The Undertaker had to sit in Gorilla to make sure Michaels lost the title to Austin. Like Austin was in a situation where the person that was champion again, didn't want to uh, do yeah, But yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you're you're making comparisons to to people that are leaving the company. Sean was leaving the company after WrestleMania 14. Brett was leaving the company after Survivor Series 97. Steve was coming back. Like there, there wasn't like, it wasn't like Steve was like, you're going to do this or I'm going to WCW. I'm going to WCW regardless. There was, there was no, like Steve was, he was in it to win it. He was in the fucking company. Like this was an, an injury and that he was coming back from. That was why. And, and again, I, the only reason I can say this with, with clarity is because he said it himself he was coming back from injury, which is why he was protecting his spot, quote unquote. So it wasn't, it, it's a completely different scenario. Like, yeah, Shawn Michaels was leaving the company in, in 98, in, you know, in WrestleMania 14. So they had to make sure that he did the right thing. Brett was leaving in 97. So they had to make sure they got the title off of him. Steve wasn't going anywhere. So Steve had every, every reason to be let, to make sure because he knew he was going to be off TV for a while. And in this situation, if you're off TV for a while, you don't want people to look at you as less than so. And, and, and again, as I've said, and as he said, it wasn't the right call, but he didn't feel at the time Triple H was the right call to beat him, probably because he felt it would make him look weak because Triple H was such a strong on such a strong upstroke in the company. And Mick wasn't as much of a threat to him. My opinion. His opinion. No. Uh, it's, I, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I get it. I, you know, it just, the situation is WWF had all the power in this because he was under contract. He wasn't going anywhere. You're either going to do it this way or we're just going to have you fucking rot in the locker room. And we'll have you come out. And Yay, but you know, you, you know, goddamn well, that's not how it is. No, I know, but they couldn't really, and, and you know, goes, you, like, let's be honest, man. In 1999, you're not having like, you, you can't make that play. It doesn't. It doesn't matter that it WWF or Vince or whoever the fuck. 
you can't make like Steve Austin is the biggest goddamn thing in entertainment at that point. You you can't you, there, there's no there's no call to say like we're gonna we're gonna bench you. You can't bench you know Steve Austin in this situation. Uh, that's that's not something that can happen. Um, yeah, the, that that's that's not something that can happen. So it's it's not really that that situation. We've had a lot of firsts in this episode. First conversation that we spoke kindly of women in wrestling. We've had a nice debate about this, but there's one thing we can't debate. Mm. SmackDown is the rock show. And we got the debut episode to talk about right now. We do. UPN. What's your favorite UPN show besides SmackDown? So, do you remember um, that spinoff show of Married with Children with, with Matt LeBlanc, uh, where him and his dad lived in this house, and there was um, uh, Nikki Cox was in it, and there was uh, Bobcat Goldthwait did the voice of like a garbage monster on the couch. Was that a UPN show? It was. What was it called? Oh, I want. I want to say unhappy. Unhappy. Some, something like that. Unhappy yeah. ever after. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Nikki Cox. Wow, that's a blast from the fucking. Miss Mrs. Former Jay Moore. Yes. Yeah, and and she was also on that fantastic show Las Vegas, uh, with James Caan and Josh Duhamel that you cannot find anywhere. Can't, you can't find it streaming. You can't find it anywhere on DVD for like under 150 bucks per season, which is ridiculous. Uh, but it's an excellent show. It was a really, really like it was ver- very much a show of the times. Like it was that early 2000s stylish, flashy uh, <laughs> Vegas type of show, like very sexy Vegas show um, that for some fucking reason you can't find i like when i went to mexico uh on vacation i was able to watch it on mexico netflix like that's the best i've gotten <laughs> so funny you should say that i am on hulu right now you can get season three on hulu right now i'm i'm glad you first of all i'm glad you're paying attention to our show yes <laughs> well no no because the reason i bring the reason i bring it up is i see it on e at like two in the morning and Do you? i see yeah. i don't have cable i don't have cable well it's on hulu hulu uh hulu uh um, right. well, I'm, like I'm, lady I'm, uh like lady gaga i'm slapping it into the the, the google machine right now oh, you here. slap it you slap you slap that google <sighs> slapping it bitch <laughs> Uh, Hello. The, the, the um the only really UPN show I remember was the relaunch of Love Boat because my mom loved Love Boat and she watched it. That's the only real show I remember. But I'm going through the list here of stuff that was going on on '99, and I got nothing. It was there was a show. Um, where is it? Malcolm and Eddie was on there uh, for four Malcolm years. Malcolm Jamal Water and Eddie Griffin, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. 
what else? A lot of like one season shows, but Clueless the series was on there too. Um, They had um, Dolbert as an animated series, so they had a lot of like. Did they ever cross over La Femme Nikita? No, no, (laughs) no Pacific Blue. It was uh, all no, still USA, right? Yeah, definitely no silk stockings either. I mean, that's, you know. Or run the sheer up all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was. Not only do I remember the, the show, I remember her cadence. <laughs> yes. What was that other thing they had on Friday nights? It was like they would cook and watch a movie. Dinner in a movie, and then TBS took it. That, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. they they had it. They would have. Yeah, like these... I, the, the only reason I knew that right right off the top of my head is because I wanted to do a TV show last year called Dinner and well, not last year, but two years ago called Dinner in a Movie, and I realized they had already copywritten the fucking name, and I was like, oh cock. Like I, I had pitched Showcase for it. It was like all set to go, and the fucking name blew it out of the water. Film, food and film. True story about that? my depressing life. There you go. <laughs> food and film. There you go. The, the, boom. Yeah, but that sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I like what you're saying. I like all, all the things. It just, it sucks. And I'm trying not to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, what's your favorite pizza? <laughs> I'm trying to do something cool here. You know. <laughs> Something that doesn't suck. So <laughs> let's go with that. Phil from Brockton, what's your favorite hot sauce? Gino from Andover, what is your favorite Capicola? Assholes. There's only two, isn't there? It's hot and sweet, right? I don't know. I was just, it was the first word that came to the brain. I've been drinking a lot. Leave me the fuck alone. Nothing beats good cup. Of, <laughs> nothing beats good cup of cola talk, other than other than anything but. <laughs> other than Triple H's first appearance as WWF champion, dressing like a complete cunt. He's such a prick. I, no shirt, belt on, jeans on, and hiking boots. Yeah. Yes. Very much um, so. Very dress much. for the job you want, right? You know, fuck that phrase too, also. <laughs> because, you know, people have said that to me for a while. And uh, as somebody who wanted to work in radio my whole life, you don't need to wear a fucking suit. You can wear sweatpants and a t shirt. So that's what I've dressed like for my adult life because that's the job I wanted, you pricks. Dress for the job you want. Fuck <laughs> you. I want the job that I can wear this in. I just Why? you put a shirt on. Like what's what's so anti-shirt? I mean like Undertaker can't button his. Shawn Michaels is losing his shirt. Triple H well, can't put one on. Well, it's a very sexy thing that's happening here. I mean, we had a dark match yeah. with the California kid. We got to pop our shots, shirts off. I, I, you know what I'm gonna do when, when we have our field trip to Vegas? Yes, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go shirtless most of the time. 
God with a fanny pack and leather pants. They're just going to quarantine you for that. (laughs) You're human COVID. What's Fauci? Jesus Christ. We're not going to let you touch the whores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, so um, this promo is going on. And it's, uh, I told you so, because you didn't let me say goodbye to my friends. Fucking told you, JR. I told you. If you just let me say goodbye to my friends, I wouldn't have to break your arm. You fat fuck. I forgot to get the business out of the way. Uh, Debut of SmackDown takes place (laughs) August 26th, 1999 from Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, JR and Jerry Lawler are your commentators. And uh, yes, now 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 we can get on to it. OCDs, man, leave me alone. Yeah, are they from the uh, Swanson Chicken Nugget Arena? <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> it's, it's still just the town that they're in, Kemper, <laughs> <laughs> the Tyson Bumless Chicken Breast Arena. What is? Uh, let's see. Kemper Arena, where does that Christ. name come from? I think it might be the well, uh, Kempers. Here's here's a funny thing. Now it's called the High V Arena, H Y hyphen V E E Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I'll look back at the 40 years of Kemper. That's going to be a fun <laughs> fucking read. <laughs> We're coming from the lemon flavored polar seltzer arena. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Whatever it is, the the name Kemper Arena goes back to 1974, and I'm not going to read that far back. So fuck it. Do Do you think Dick the Bruiser was there? <laughs> we could get it. Har- Harley Race was still fucking. <laughs> Chasing Tommy Rich for that one win. <laughs> the lineage of Tommy Kemper Rich, Rich, that piece of shit. He beat me once, and I murder him every time I see him. <laughs> fucking Stan, Stan Munchnik in his fucking guy from Munchnick. Up outfit. The fucked up thing is, you're sitting there watching all old timey wrestling like it's I know thing. I'm like the anti-Jim Cornette, I think. Because I'm watching it for, like, self-punishment, I think. Like, I hate myself that much. This and is I'm, good. I, I'm punishing myself by watching this shit. Why, do, why, why did we become fans? <laughs> because when you're six, you, this, is, this is larger than life stuff. When you're watching it back as a 30-something-year-old, you're like Jesus Christ, this is fucking brutal. What? what? When you're six, the, the <laughs> up hulking men are just all about it. At 41, you're like, oh my god, I need a therapist. <laughs> this is fucking awful. <laughs> there's something endearing about watching two oiled up men. Is Roll there? Around. There is. Is it's that the term? It's an endearing quality. 
I feel like I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna come out as gay at the end of this fucking episode at this point. Nobody would be surprised. <laughs> I think my I think Actually, you know what? My wife probably doesn't want to be surprised. She would be the either. least surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not surprised about. What's that? Triple H gets interrupted by The Rock in the promo. Who saw that coming? Look. He, he comes peak, out. Peak Rock. Peak Rock, we're here. We're, we're level 10. The, the sirens are blaring. The lights are pulsing. And he's wearing... We are at the summit of $800 shirt territory. So the electrifying $800 (laughs) shirt territory. We're going to have a, uh, a shirt off here between Mike and the rock. Um, I I wore a bunch of ridiculous shirts on television in the last (laughs) seven years. So we're going to, we're going to post, I think we already have on our social, uh, a side by side of, uh, who wore it better? The, Who the muscular the tan shirt. <laughs> muscular tan. I'm glad I looked that way in the picture. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't talking about you. Uh, the bloated and tan. sunburnt. <laughs> we have a jug of marshmallow fluff wearing a shirt against the tan tone rock with his fucking sideburns and eyebrows. Who's gonna win? And, and this. Fat piece of alcoholic <laughs> shit over here with a fucking shirt. His <laughs> best competition is dice, but you know what? Let's go with Rock. Okay, he's an athlete. <laughs> One person has a Brillo pad on his head. The other person combed his hair with a balloon. <laughs> Who you got? <laughs> yeah that's a thing though (laughs) that's a thing that exists on the internet now yep you you're competing with the rock i spread that shit enough that when you google rock if you fucking click next far enough you'll find me and him back to back (laughs) Back to back and belly to belly. <laughs> Bullshit. The the lengths we won't go to have people listen to us. <laughs> Look, I I have been drinking myself pickled off his fucking tequila just trying to get a retweet. <laughs> It's actually good stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's better than that fucking, like, at least money-wise, that Michael Jordan shit that you drank. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I looked at the prices on that. (laughs) That dude's smoking crack. Nobody's going to pay $1,000 for a bottle of tequila by a fucking ex-basketball player. I don't care if it's Michael Jordan. The Rock is selling his delicious tequila for thirty dollars, but he's charging nine thousand dollars to talk about it. I don't give a shit. Look it up. We should have a tequila off. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's we'll see who the healthier human being is. I bet it's The Rock. <laughs> when we, Mike, when we get on Patreon, we'll uh, we'll just film ourselves drinking both tequilas. I'm sure people will want to watch that. <laughs> it's called a suicide pack. <laughs> this is. I don't remember leaving Las Vegas being this depressing. <laughs> You. <laughs> oh god oh shit yeah um we're still in like the first two minutes of the opening promo <laughs> so so we're dragging this out just like they dragged out this fucking first segment yeah. jesus christ everyone talked uh, in- including my god commissioner Shawn michaels is here <laughs> with a shirt on God bless him. And a and a dashing blazer. Super, 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 super good looking blazer. What would that cost him? Like 40 bucks? Yeah, definitely. On rental. <laughs> so he talks about the two of them. Sean, fighting. for Christ's sakes, you're not gonna wear that wrestling school shirt with a 900 number again. Well, I am. Oh, Jesus, put a coat on. <laughs> Just put a, put a blazer over it. God well, damn I am. <laughs> okay, well, I got to talk about that when we get to, when we get to that. We got to power through this because I got, I got some opinions on this whole fucking nonsense. Um, right. So we get the match. Rock, Triple H for the title after back and forth. Shane says he's going to be a referee. Michael says, fuck you, I'm going to be the referee. Shane says, fuck you, I own the company. Michael says, fuck you, I have Prozac in my fanny pack. Ironclad contract, McMahon. And Look, all things considered, tough. solid open to a fucking brand new show. It, like, and, I, like I'm, I, I remember as a, as a 19-year-old watching this live, this was fucking good shit. It was great shit. And... It's going to be tough because now that Shane is a superstar, he cannot be a referee because That's he has right. a match tonight right. against the man he screwed, uh, not sexually, uh, out of the world title on Raw, huh? Mankind. Yeah. Uh, Mankind comes out and talks about how he's aroused with all the talk of Screwing and stroking and stroking and screwing. Fucking McFoley is great. And all this talk of stroking and screwing has mankind quite aroused. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is on network TV. Where is yep. Vince? <laughs> all I know is Moesha needs this to lead in. Okay. So all right. So we, the, the the table set. We get, yeah. we get the double main. We get the double main event. And during Michael's promo, he was slurring his words to the point where, like, I, I sent you the picture it, it, during our chat. Yeah. You could just take a picture of him with the glasses on, and I'll throw it on our social. You could just look at the picture, close your eyes, and just hear him. Just anything with an S in it. He was just getting his ass kicked by um, 
It was <laughs> it was something else. Um, also, the letter S uh, is for Shane, who is trying to get into this Vince role. And this is what I found kind of interesting with, with, with this whole, he's taken Vince's spot. <laughs> Because Vince was off TV because of the end of the end of the end of the end of the era stuff. End of the era. I don't know how I feel about Shane in this role. He's a punk ass kid, which you know the heel role, and I get all that. I just, to me, it's not viable or believable. Uh huh. I don't know how you feel. Um. And I think that's why they did what they did. To Sorry, end the I show. was watching Tori take her dress off on a loop. Well, you, if if you're gonna watch it, you have to watch it on Daily Motion. We'll get to that in a few. Um, the end of the show is the end of Again. the show for a reason. <laughs> the end of the show is the end of the show for a reason. Yeah, because I. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of loose ends here. That's going to be uh, a lot to unfold with the weeks coming. Shockingly not tied up this week. Yeah, <laughs> just that's what I hope for. Like I just I like want a bow on it. I want that nice little gift wrap thing that I open up and I'm like, oh, this is what I got. It, you know, I love it because it because it made you want to watch every single week. But now watching it in this perspective, uh. Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking loose ends here. Um, speaking of loose ends, Mr. Ass is coming to the ring to fight Double J. That's J-E-double-F. J-A- oh, fuck it. <laughs> He's got Deborah and Miss Kitty in tow. Yes. He is dragging their asses down to the ring. Chivalry is not dead when you're Jeff Jarrett because you're just pulling blonde bitches to the ring. <laughs> and he, okay, so Jeff, Jarrett, so you got you got Billy Gunn, Jeff Jarrett. Billy Gunn just won King of the Ring two months ago. He did. Holy shit! Has it only been two months? It's been two months. It and feels it, like a lifetime ago, and we didn't even cover his King of the Ring win. Yes. <laughs> We've he, only seen half of his title reign. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous that they just totally why they give him the king of the ring. You know what's the point of of giving him that title? Other plans. Clearly, they didn't think the didn't... Rock was going to hate him quite so much. <laughs> Again. In the last hour, we talked about politics and whatnot. The Rock was the other guy who had yes. problems with people. As much as I, as much as I love my partner in the eight hundred dollar club, <laughs> he had problems with people. Eight hundred dollar shirt club. Fuck, I am drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 okay, he had a problem with Billy Gunn. That's fine. Yes, I get all did. that. Yes, he did. And The Rock is The Rock. But you didn't have to put him in a program together. Like, Billy Gunn's not (sighs) ready to take that that elevation. They thought they did because, I mean, every other King of the Ring has gone on within a year to become world champion. Yeah, but there was, well, Shamrock didn't. But Shamrock, 
but he's Shamrock, a psychopath. <laughs> but, Sham, but, but Shamrock, once he won it in 98, right after he had the feud with Owen Hart. So he was tied up for a few months, and then he entered the world title picture. They had the, tri- I, I, the three-way dance in the cage and all that. I think ultimately the the answer we're all looking for here is Vince Russo. Yes, that that's honestly why all of these King of the Rings side GTA side missions don't work. Uh, yeah. Because what was working for a while stopped working when everything got thrown out the window week to week. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's no really no other explanation for it. Well, this match was four minutes. I mean, The Rock was literally wrestling Gangrel three nights ago. Yeah. Why? He doesn't even know. (laughs) It's insane to me that we're just all over the map. Two days, three days after you're second biggest pay-per-view of the year your 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 double main event every fucking day but but your 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 one of your two main events was rock and billy gun the night after more like rockabilly huh what oh shit (laughs) talk man oh hey (laughs) (laughs) hey we got the roadie so billy gun is now in an icy title picture, yes, and The is. Rock is fighting Gangrel the night after your second biggest pay per view. Well, you, you say that, but he's also being bested out of that icy title picture by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Just a woman. Just a woman. And. Uh. And if you don't get that humor, how have you made it two hours into this show? (laughs) (laughs) So, China comes out to not her music. Uh, No. This is where Deborah gets hit with the guitar. Ooh. Sorry, I was opening a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. Goddamn. Goddamn, kid. Got another beer, kid. Goddamn, Deborah got hit in the face with a beer. We gotta crack one. <laughs> Goddamn, tell me you walked into a door. Goddamn. <laughs> ah, he used a beater. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Goddamn. <laughs> Don't spell it. Yeah, that's some sick. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at that shit. That's fantastic. It's also 1.30 in the morning when we're filming this. Ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> One of Walt needs to shut the fuck up. Do you, my Alex, ex-wife? no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am still drinking. Shut the fuck up. I'm working-ish. <laughs> Tell him you fell down the stairs. Seriously. <laughs> Or you will. Oh, <laughs> uh, you ever sit on a coat hanger? Uh, anyway, um, Al Snow. What? <laughs> Al Snow. <begging. laughs> Al Snow. Holy shit! Did we, did we get did we get done with the Jeff Jarrett Billy Gunn match? Yeah, you were cracking your beer when I covered oh, the match. 
Fair fucks. Good for you. Uh, Lily Garcia is awful, by the way. Uh, yes. She gets better, obviously. Uh, she becomes one of the better ring announcers of, of wrestling. But her first couple days in the company, she is rough as fucking rough. <laughs> That's she's, she's not, rough. You're not the best columnist in the business for nothing, right? She's <laughs> fucking rough as well. Uh, rough. <clears throat> anyway, Jesus, wow. <laughs> that was aggressive. Anyway, um, glad I'm editing this shit. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, want to know what we need to talk about now? So the uh, fink, uh, the fink, the warrior finkel, polishing the shoes, the boots of the man saving the WWF, Chris Jericho. Then we cut to test pacing back and forth. All I could notice was how. Um, Tess clearly had his hair in a ponytail, so you had that clear line across the back of his head. Weird shit. We call that the line of demarcation. I like that. Uh, so, of Where all places, <laughs> of, uh, of all places to pace, yeah. he doesn't move from this spot. He is just pacing left and right. I wonder what Andrew is waiting for. I'll tell you what we're really not waiting for is more Undertaker commentary. Because well, we get we have, it. We have a triple threat match for the tag team titles. And champs. That's just such shit. This is so shit. This Why is so do they shit. think, hey, let's get Undertaker's commentary over? <laughs> This was the best part of the night because he's more miserable than the night before. His give a shit level is through the roof. Through the roof. If it was a stock, Robin Hood wouldn't have it for sale right now. That's how off the chart his fucking I don't give a fuck level is right now. Love the pop culture reference. Uh, Thank you, but, But... The only positive to this, Big Show was in the ring, <laughs> not oh, on big, commentary. <laughs> that's a big positive. And the there was a botch in this match with him and X-Pac that they ended up in a position from, do you remember on Saturday Night Live, the ambiguously gay duo? Yeah. And how they would fly? Yes. That's the position X-Pac and the Big Show were in. When it was supposed to be a power bomb that the acolytes did, like almost like the total elimination, you know, a high kick, low kick on the big show. Total but, elimination. Yes. But Farouk missed. Yes. So he just was awkwardly, like, almost like humping him. It was just it was um, very I, weird. I believe, uh, I, I would have to Google it, but I believe it was actually called. The uh, Greco-Roman prison wallet. I don't think you should Google that, Mike. <laughs> um, but, you know, with what's on your computer, we're going to be talking through a plexiglass window soon. Um, the Undertaker with the... <laughs> <laughs> Put your nipple on the screen. Um, 
if if I lose, everyone loses. I said that so many times playing board games. <laughs> that again, Undertaker is such a spirit animal. <laughs> he is me because An injured lack of a hip Undertaker is yeah. such Rich's spirit animal. <laughs> yes, kindred spirits. Who would have thought 22 I, years I later? don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everybody and everything. If I lose, everyone loses. <laughs> if I lose this game of Madden, I'm throwing your Xbox out the window <laughs> and pissing in the gallon of milk in your fridge. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Somehow, with, I guess, all the knowledge... That the uh, big show is milking from the Undertaker. He wins this match. Um, I don't know how, but right. he did. That made no sense. He beat two teams. He beat the acolytes. Yeah, but he's got the knowledge. Uh, I yeah, I wait. guess. Sure. I can't wait for more miserable Undertaker. <laughs> we got him for a couple more weeks. I'm going to miss him. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, him and Trinity are probably my two favorite people (laughs) that we've covered so far. Because you hate everybody except John Cena's big dong. (laughs) When we're talking about Batista and John Cena's cock, I can't get enough. I mean, it's just like, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like the Snickers thing. I'm the miserable guy until you pull a John Cena cock in front of me. And I turn into this bubbly person. Oh, shit. Oh, John Cena. (sighs) More pacing from test. More pacing from test. More pacing from test. Stephanie arrives. She does. She's got a cool WWF uh, tote bag uh, with her. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. You can get it at a uh, shop zone for uh, seventy four ninety five <laughs> uh, plus shipping. Um, or just buy a an t-shirt. Answer. They'll send that shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> $700 for a replica belt. Or, or, you can get, or, or, or you can get a buy one, get one free shirt. They only come in kids medium or quintuple X. But it's a dollar. God bless you. She does so, have an answer, though. She does have an answer. And I, I'm literally needles and pins, pins and needles, waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But our boy, the big boss man coming to the ring. Oh, finally. He has I, a I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Not John Cena's cock. Not miserable Undertaker. <laughs> Not Triple H saying goodbye to his friends. We're here for this guy. He's literally had nine minutes of airtime for the six shows we've done. We are the biggest frauds ever. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's the boss man. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) 
hey, we got a topic here, you fucking cunts. Keep yeah. eating our shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate Steven Stevenson <laughs> too. Uh, so, so Bossman comes out and uh, basically says he's going <laughs> to rape Pepper if he doesn't get a title shot. Is that because that's what I took out of it. This is all over the hardcore title. <laughs> it's so not important. <laughs> so, I'm going to threaten to rape your chihuahua unless you give me a title shot. The what are we doing? He ends up killing this dog over the hardcore title. <laughs> a title... That he wins tonight. And he kills the fucking dog. He's a champion, but he murders the dog. <laughs> this is why we're doing it. The boss man might be the worst person ever. He literally has no reason for being a heel. He's just an awful person. It's like, I won the title. And now I'm going to kill your dog. <laughs> So, uh, to circle back, the APA uh, untold. There was the part where it was really good. The the part where the ministry went into the locker room and they beat the shit out of two people because they were looking for the boss man. (laughs) Do you remember that part? It was all of them. It was Gangrel, Edge, Christian, the ministry. Acolytes, Undertaker, all of them. They go to the. And, oh, have you seen the Big Show? And they go no. Or they go if you see him, give him this. And they just all beat the shit. Boss man, you mean? Yeah, they're all looking for the boss man. They yeah. beat the shit out of these two jobbers and send them this message. So <laughs> the What's boss the man's message? everywhere in '99 for <laughs> for some reason. He died. He got hung. Oh, he got hung in in he March. Got hung. <laughs> and he turned into a fucking prick. Like straight up prick. He kidnaps Al Snow's Zombie dog. boss man is the Zombie. worst. <laughs> Zombie boss man. <laughs> kidnaps a dog. Why did we not name this Zombie Boss Man? <laughs> Fuck night sticks Zombie Boss Man. <laughs> a fucking dog he's the worst he wins the title and takes the dog (laughs) the dog he's got a fucking muzzle on the dog it's the littlest muzzle ever (laughs) (laughs) this dog is pissing all over Jerry Lawler He's so fucking scared. WWE should be brought up on charges for the way they treated this fucking oh. dog. Fucking Sarah McLaughlin's pissed. She's bullshit. She's she's Ooh, looking for the in the arms of Angel. So the big boss man kidnapped. A fucking chihuahua with the littlest muzzle ever. For one dollar a day, you too can save a chihuahua from the boss man's chowder bowl. As a thank you, we'll send you more postage 
return labels that you'll God. ever use in your lifetime. God. This dog was treated horribly. It what probably was with, what was with that little made, muzzle? He probably made more money. The dog probably made more money than Gangrel. Oh, a hundred percent. The dog owners definitely made a shit ton of money on off this thing. Um, but but like like okay, so so I, I, I actually wanted to know, um and and you might not know the, the answer, um if the 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 tiny little muzzle that they had on Pepper was part of the boss man storyline, or if they actually didn't want the dog to bite Jerry Lawler. I I have to think because he held, he carried the dog with a nightstick like up against its throat. Yeah, but he like, kept saying, "If this dog bites me again," I I think that was just I I. I I don't know. I'm sure if we do some research, we'll find it. Um, but it had to have been part of the hostage gimmick. I, I was thinking it was part of the boss man thing because he kept saying, if this dog bites me again, and, and then all of a sudden the dog comes out of the cage and he's pissing on Jerry Lawler and he's got the littlest muzzle ever. It, it is not the first time a little dog is pissed on Jerry Lawler. I don't... God, no. Allegedly. Just ask um, oh, <laughs> so, Bossman wins after a nightstick shot to the side of the head as Al Snow was distracted by Pepper showing his puppies. Correct with the nightstick. Bossman wins the title and yeah. takes the fucking dog Straight that he spot. offered to return as <laughs> collateral for the title shot. So, he takes Pepper. Al Snow comes to it. And buddy, all hell breaks out. Who knew Bossman was a fucking dick? <laughs> it is so unlike a heel to go back on a promise. Right. Boss America. The, my God. He's he going back going back on his word. He's taking pepper. Where's he going with the dog? He's like, he's a heel. That's what it's um, why why do we know what's going on here? <laughs> so throughout the rest of the show, we have Al Snow just Devastated, looking for Pepper, oh, asking people if they saw it. Just, it's a very, very sad state of affairs. He's straight up like the girl in the ring. <laughs> it's almost as sad as the X Pac and Kane breakup. Oh, Sean. So that was sad. Kane, not so Sonny, sad. yelling Sean. So sad. Uh, that's six weeks in a row, by the way. I've brought, I brought that fucking dumpster into the so equation here. <laughs> Sean! Hmm? You know, for someone who just learned how to talk, he's got, a, he's got some good bass in that voice. <laughs> well, his balls didn't burn. No, no. Uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Sean! All right. Cool. Apparently he doesn't need his fucking breathe right strips anymore. Moving on. But That's I'll a, tell you who does this, need This story is dumb. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to get dumber because it's there's more. There's more to this fucking shit. When does RVD get involved? <laughs> 2001. Fuck. We're not going to get there. <laughs> we're not. Maybe series five. Oh, anyway. Um. 
Double J. No, no, not Double J. What the fuck am I saying? Uh, Y2J against uh, Road Dog here. Harold. Uh, yeah, Edward uh, Fink. Edward, Edward Finkel. So here's, here's the thing with this match. Well-worked match. Now, Jericho's talked about the in-ring style of WWF versus WCW. You know, the storytelling end of it and being in a different size ring, the ropes and all that. I watched some of the matches ahead. I really feel like some of these matches, some of his best in-ring work. Um, And he's been very critical of himself talking about I had to get accustomed to the ring and, 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 you know, how the mat felt and all that. This was a good match, especially with the road dog involved. Um, I really liked it. I liked the finish with the table and the DQ, the double power bomb. I fucking love that when he, when he was doing that. So the double power bomb through the table, DQ road dog wins, but uh, Jericho ain't done yet, baby. Because he's talking up the Fink to take out that piece of shit Tony Chimmel. He took a jam. It took a jam. It took a And sure enough, he does. Uh, we get the we get the ultimate warrior music and and Baga Baga. Who is it? Who is it? Maybe the fucking guy who came out last three days ago. I don't know. Well, JR wasn't there because he had his arm tied up in chicken wire and getting deep fried at 375 for 20 minutes. Did, did he not watch the show? Well, when you're when you have that much What uh, kind of goddamn trauma. professional play-by-play journalist, as they like to call them? What kind of journalist doesn't watch the show? Bullshit. Man, it's goddamn amateur hour here. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yes, it's Howard, Harold, Edward, so, Richie, Richie Finkel. So uh, Chuck Fink uh, and Chimmel go at it. Um, Chimmel gets the best of them. Jericho comes out to assist uh, Edward back to the ring. Shamrock is coming out to have his match with Val Venus. Yes. There is a uh, bump, I guess you should say. Between Jericho and Shamrock, yep. and led to Jericho jumping Ken Shamrock, um, Jericho? destroying him with a chair. No, no, no. I, b- I believe Jericho sends Harold to attack Shamrock first. That's correct. Causes the distraction. <laughs> yes. Saved by because, the bell because style. It, because it leads to a very shitty spoof of a classic 80s movie later in the show that we will get to. This was the equivalency of Zach Morris sending Screech to do something for him. Oh, Zach Morris is trash. So he is. That. He's a fucking he's a he's he, he killed Screech. Screech is dead in real life because of Zach Morris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is. He is. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Fucking Zach Morris. There's no joke there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, there is, but you know, 
I've said enough tonight, I think, to last a lifetime. Stephanie comes so, up. <laughs> Stephanie is coming to the ring. Andrew, can you come to the ring, please? Andrew? So, <laughs> Andrew comes hey, to the Andrew. ring. Andrew? Well, more like uh, 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 fucking ball bag. <laughs> Andrew, this fucking guy comes down here. Andrew, Andrew, test, test, like, oh, what was it? One, two, three. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to do fucking math over here. And she's like, okay, Andrew, come to the ring and, and, and talk to me, fucking broads. I'm sorry. That was weird. Was, well, that was, uh, I've, been, I've been wanting to do dice on so many shows, and, and it just it, it randomly comes out at, at times. No, it definitely fits into what we're trying to do. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you licking my asshole? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tess comes out here with, with his ponytails. And and then the then the posse, the pussy posse, yeah, and they come out and, and they're like, Andrew, we're gonna we're gonna take your legs out for you because we got the couch over here and, and they're like they're they're from Greenwich, you know, they're 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 the guys, the boys, the the what do you say over here with the champagne and the fucking broads and the they got like Pete gasses into the fat chicks. You know how he does. He likes the the big gash, right? <laughs> Pete gas in the big gash. And he's like, he's like, we got a couch with Joey Abs. He's like, he's like that guy over there from I don't know where the fuck. But he comes throwing Andrews like, um, I just wanted to date this fucking broad. And they're like, hey, fuck you. We're going to take out your legs. And they do. That's that's the best I got at the moment. <laughs> so the main guy comes out. Thank you. Yep. Makes the save. After Stephanie says yes. The posse had nothing to do with this, by the way. <laughs> like, well, the posse I, makes I, appearance. I, do they? Because I just really went on a tangent about yeah. the posse. I hope they do come out. They do come out, uh, Dice Man. And uh, the Stooges and oh, the posse that's right. That's right, get into a little bit, of a, little bit of a melee, uh, um, I would say, leading to Shane and Mankind. Epic encounter. Obviously. Epic encounter. Uh, Mankind uh, says... Uh, because when, when you interrupt somebody's uh, proposal, clearly some mm -hmm. random person who has nothing to do with the proposal is going to be the one defending the woman. <laughs> it's not Tess for Shane. It's Mankind for Shane. Obviously. Yeah. What? Because what? Shane... Shane well, Shane... Is doing the admirable thing. He's going against his word of interfering in the relationship. None of this makes sense. None of this is admirable. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> I, you know what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so Mankind and Shane have this match, and Triple H interferes with a chair shot to Mankind's knee. Right. Shane wins against Mankind, who three nights prior lost the world title to Triple H, and the night prior to that pinned Austin to win the world title. Who is the biggest loser? Is it Mankind? Is it the 1987 Denver Broncos? No, it's fucking Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to, you know, to reference uh, before, they didn't want Mankind to win the title. Uh, clearly. 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 So, Celebration City, we cut to the back. Jericho and Edward Fink. <laughs> Going to the getaway car yep. to get away from crazy man Ken Shamrock. Yep. And then what happens, Mike? <sighs> All right. So I know I'm not the only one that owns a Blu-ray co- copy of the classic uh, 1989 film No Holds Barred starring Terry Thunder and Paradise Bolea and Joan Servants. Uh, I can't be the only one. So uh, we all know the story, right? And in that story, uh, there's a point where uh, Terry Bollea, uh fuck Hulk Hogan, is <laughs> Navy SEAL piece of shit. Not fucking. a Navy SEAL. Uh, th- th- there's a point where, where he's kidnapped, obviously, by a limo driver. Because that happens. And then the limo driver, after Hulk uh, busts through like he shot out of a cannon through the sunroof of a limousine, lands in his spandex and cowboy boots attire, roughs up a bunch of limo drivers, grabs one and says, what's that smell? Limo driver... Crying, weeping, pouring buckets of tears, has shit in his pants and says, Dookie. Hulk, obviously, being the thespian that he is, doesn't undersell it at all. (laughs) Dookie. We get that scene between Howard Finkel and Ken Shamrock in almost the same exact cadence. Just worse. <laughs> Nothing beats good dookie humor. What's that smell? And Howard didn't actually get out any words, and Ken just goes, Did you crap yourself? Yeah. Shamrock ad libbing. Literally, fucking 10 years later. They tried. They tried. They didn't succeed, but they tried to pull a No Holds Barred spoof off. Anywho, more importantly, the moments that were cut from the WWE Network that you can only see oh, yes. on the glorious website that is Daily Motion. Uh, Michael Cole is following Tori down a hallway. Uh, as she's apparently getting ready for her evening gown match with Ivory. And Tori 
says that uh, she's not going to take any shit from Ivory or something like that. Nevertheless, I, uh, Tori just takes her fucking dress off and just marches down the hallway uh, topless in a thong. And again, watching this back in 99 as a 19-year-old, that was wonderful. Because she's a fucking attractive woman. And then we come back yes. from commercial and Tori is still being filmed from behind. So she's completely topless uh, with her thong. And she's talking to Sergeant Slaughter and Tony Gurria and a couple other of the, the older guys. Gurria just pops his shit off. And wraps his shirt around Tori. Tori wears Tony Gurria's shirt to the ring, and we catch back up with the network network for the evening gown match between Ivory and Tori. Yep. So all that happened. She comes out with the dress shirt on. Somehow, with a bra underneath. Did she? The dress shirt, yes. I uh, reanalyzed when you sent me the Daily Motion clip because she had a bra on under the shirt, which leads me to believe that Tony Gurria shirt has a built-in bra. I mean, that could be possible because when he popped it off, uh, his tits were bountiful. <laughs> he had some nice titties. <laughs> I'm looking at the crew here. Uh, so we got uh, Tim White, who is, I'm just, I'm looking at this uh, Daily Motion video, and not one of them is making eye contact. By the way, mm. uh, <laughs> this at this topless woman. Don't uh, look directly uh, at the titty. Tim White of the Friendly Tap in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, Earl Hebner, Sarge, Sergeant Slaughter, and Tony Garia, and and some young 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 chap, some young boy. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know this guy. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, yeah. Garia just fucking says fuck it, pops it off. It's, it says put. He's got some terrible Navy tattoos on. <laughs> I know uh, who like those. Uh, so Ivory's in you the You know ring. who like those tattoos? You know who, who like those tattoos? Who? Jesse Ventura. Because they're a fucking Navy SEAL. Yeah. Fucking Navy, man. Um, so the fucked up thing is they also jacked up the commentary of this match because they try they tried their best. Uh, to edit out the king talking about how uh, Tori had taken off her clothes for the last five minutes of the fucking show. Um, now, uh, I guess my my research kind of kind of showed that uh, I'm actually watching the match. It's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> but uh, my my research showed that. Um, the reason it's not included in the WWE Network version uh, has nothing to do with Tori taking off her top uh, and, and walking. Because, I mean, 
is playing shit on the network that shows that. Um, it it has to do with the fact that the episode, the, the first episode of SmackDown that was on the WWE Network is the version that aired on their twenty four seven on demand channel that they had uh, on Comcast in uh, the early 2000s and that was the version that they uploaded to the network and they had edited that part out for the on-demand version uh well it is what it is uh luna shows up i don't think anybody gives a shit but luna shows up yeah and, uh yeah good to see luna yeah great yeah god bless um and uh she she comes out and yeah, Tori wins, and uh, I mentioned it last week. Uh, this this feud gets better as far as storyline goes, especially because we can actually start watching it on the network. I think, I think I haven't gone any further, but I would hope that this continues because it was actually pretty good. They did a lot of uh, hardcore matches and stuff like that, where the two of them just kind of fucked each other up throughout the backstage area, and it was a lot of fun yep. back in that time. Um, yeah, they have one on one, a match on Raw, a hardcore evening uh, match with a mirror that just the mirror and the like burning irons on each other. It's it's yep. just, it's pretty good. It's it's good shit. Yep. yep, they have some stuff on Heat, but we can't watch it because the best of PWG um, is on there. So well, thank God, thank God. Yeah, you know, if you want to see Keith Lee wrestle in front of seven people. Um, it's on the network, but I can't watch um, something they heat from the most important time frame in wrestling history. Um, else, no. Do we have Dragon Gate? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, so here, here's, here's... Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Move on. Let's, let's just keep going. Yeah, I, let's, just, let's just keep going. We'll, we'll, yeah, I, cause, I, cause I can't I'm, do it. I can't I, do I, it. I, I, I can go on a fucking half an hour tangent about that it. fucking bullshit. I can't fucking do it. Dragon Gate. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a All place right, in also, fucking also. Northgate selling fucking dollar fucking beef teriyaks. Fuck That's you. Delicious. Okay, so Al Snow's still looking for Pepper. Of course um, he is. He's going to figure it out. He's not here. Pepper's gone. You know who's also leaving? Mm-hmm. The newly engaged couple. Of Stephanie and Test. Oh yeah, and the, it's the weird, awkward. Everyone's glad handing them on the way out. Like the the Stooges, like, oh, congratulations, congratulations. And in hindsight, this is really fucking awkward because we know how it ends. She doesn't end up with Andrew. No, no, and uh, Andrew. Goes on a di- downward spiral. Oh, uh, yeah. Rise, I, 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 the I rise and fall of Test. <laughs> Definitely, man. It's like a fucking Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, feed me, Seymour. We have main event coming up right now. Main event time. All the right. The Rock, Triple H, world title. Shawn Michaels, refereeing. Coming to the ring in his Shawn Michaels Academy t shirt with the phone number on the back. 
point at it. He makes sure to lift his ponytail up and RVD his thumb into the fucking 900 number. (laughs) Not eight. 900. It cost you money to call and inquire about Sean Wrestling's Academy. So I think it's safe to say. Sean, did I say Sean Wrestling's Academy? Sean, Sean, (sighs) Sean Michaels Wrestling Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Lanolin. Lanolin. So it's safe to say (laughs) Shawn Michaels is a real piece of shit around this time. (laughs) Um, I, uh, for someone, again, who I have the utmost respect for, one of my favorites of all time, you're a fucking asshole here. I, you know, you can say all the Hail Marys and Our Fathers you want. I like it. A, <laughs> you're still a fucking piece of shit with eyes, buddy. I, I don't care how many pills you I pull. liked him back then. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I, I, uh, again, going with the Undertaker 99. Uh, I hate everybody that everyone else likes. Yes. So, uh, me being a miserable fuck. So, this match starts. Typical gonna swerve you, bro, scenario here because China interferes with a low blow. Sean says, No, 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 you're not doing this. You're out of here. Throws the heel valet out from the ringside area. Uh, Shane yeah. McMahon is not happy about this. Because he he's also down. kind of playing referee ish. Yes. He's kind of like that, you know third base umpire to Little League game. You know, you're there. You're not doing much because most kids don't get to third base in a Little League game. So you're just kind of hanging out, looking at the single mothers, trying to see which one you can get two fingers in after the game. So, so, we get typical kind of Rock Triple H match, match we've seen a lot. Again, great rivalry, good matches. Rock gets him in position. Rock bottom. Boom. People's elbow. Off the rope. Off the other rope. Mm-hmm. Sweet chin music out of nowhere with the combat boot in the bicycle shorts with the Wrestling Academy shirt on. If this was Wrestling Clue, <laughs> it was Sean in the ring with the combat boot. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know about you, but I remember this show vividly for more reasons than Tory stripping. Um, and the finish to this match was burned in my fucking head as like a holy shit moment. Because uh, to this point, Hunter and Sean and the original DX had kind of kept their distance. They had, they had dipped their toes in it once in a while, but really hadn't, they had really kind of stayed on opposite sides. And when that happened, even though in hindsight in 2021, you're looking at it like, of course that fucking happened. Of course, Shawn Michaels made triple H win. In 1999, 19 years old, watching that fucking thing live, it was like, oh, 
fuck? And then he grabbed the belt and he hugged Hunter and China came out. It was like, fuck, yeah, dude. Like, OG DX is back. Like, that's fucking awesome. Um, so I was all in on, on this entire, entire swervy fucking finish to the, the Rock Triple H match. Plus, they had spent the entire show. I mean, SmackDown is the Rock show. I mean, it, it, it fucking is what it is. Uh, like, they had made the rock looked like a million bucks from jump street. Um, yeah, like that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shock value. Didn't really see it coming. This leads to the, I I don't want to, I don't want to say rumor and innuendo, but it was always talked about for, WrestleMania 2000 was supposed to be Triple H in Austin and The Rock and Shawn Michaels. That's always been bantied about and rumored and discussed and talked about. And this was the fuse being lit on that because Shawn still had a few more months to get the medical clearance and and well, whatnot. Here's, here's, here's my thoughts on that. Um, and it really, like, w- rewatching it tonight, um, I, did, I noticed something that I probably hadn't noticed before because I don't remember the last time I actually watched the, this episode of SmackDown. Uh, but I definitely didn't notice it when, I first, when it first happened because I was just, I was 19 and I was excited. Um, Sean could go. Sean wasn't as hurt as Sean was leading on. Uh, when the match finished, Sean did a full-blown backflip over the fucking top rope and landed feet first on, on the, the floor. Um, yeah, Sean could have wrestled at WrestleMania 2000. He just didn't. Yep. He also is running a wrestling school. Which well, that means... doesn't mean shit. You can see, you can sit on the sideline and collect two thousand dollars. Listen to literally any fucking story about a wrestling school. It's like you collect two thousand dollars and then leave town the next day. Right, but he always built his school as he was involved. And if you look at the pictures when he was teaching, you know, Daniel Bryan and whatnot, he was involved in the training. So he was going within his school. Oh, I believe that too. So. So this whole thing could have gone and maybe between now and next week, I'll do a little research to really find out what happened because there's been all these urban legends that he was money, supposed to come back. Money, I mean, money, money, <laughs> money, well, money. <laughs> you know, and this is also before Sean, found our Lord and Savior and married a Nitro girl. So true. A lot of things can change if you marry a hot dancer. Mm-hmm. Um so overall that that's the end of SmackDown by the way. It ends with the the four people, China, Triple H, HBK and Shane leaving together celebrating as the Rock is trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. 
And that's SmackDown debut on UPN. Stay tuned. The season premiere of Moesha. Um, thoughts? SmackDown Raw, what do you think, Mike? I mean, I, I love the, the first episode of SmackDown. I, I, I thought that this, it, it was awesome. Like, I, I think they nailed it. Um, it's still bonkers. It's still fucking all over the place. It's still very uh, Russo, Crash TV, Attitude Era shit. Um, but, like, rewatching it, I'm, uh, like, I, I sent you the text when, when I was watching. I'm like, this is why I love being an Attitude Era fan. Like, this is why I love being Target fucking demo when this shit was happening. Like, uh, you know, I was 18, 19 years old during this fucking two-year run. You know, from the Attitude Era, I was 18 to fucking 21 years old. Like, I was prime demo for this fucking shit. And it was awesome like i remember going to these shows i remember going to every one of these shows i remember watching them i remember taping them on my fucking vcr google it kids uh you know like this was fucking great like and and this episode of smackdown really was like all right yeah this is this is why we fucking really like this shit because it was just it was all over the place but really entertaining top to fucking bottom bottom line as as dumb and goofy as some of the shit is it was entertaining top to fucking bottom yeah i i agree in in where we're going now we're not where we're finishing so Shawn michaels gets involved you think the storyline would involve around that we take a sharp left uh, that's because Vince Russo around this time lets the company know he is going to be leaving. So in the coming weeks, we're going to see some storyline changes, probably because he's leaving. Um, and this is one of those storylines that may have been affected, could have been money-related. We don't really know the the full end of it. But in a vacuum, the SmackDown, a lot of fun to watch. The Raw, fun to watch. Good to see Triple H getting the title. Wish it was at SummerSlam. But overall, a lot of fun. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is this is kind of why we're doing this show. Is watching the daily motion that... video of Tori. Fun to watch <laughs> over and over. So we, we should get a sponsor from Daily Motion. So the... the Attitude era. This is where we're. This is peak. This is peak rock. So many things are going to be unfolding. And now that we have Pepper kidnapped, finally, we're going to get to what we've really wanted to talk about in the coming weeks. So there's so much more. Finally, we're going to eat that dog. (laughs) (laughs) So much more to cover. We have the relationship of. Of Andrew and Stephanie still unfolding. Jericho. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> and a certain McMahon is going to be making his return in the coming weeks. So there's going to be so much more good shit to sink your teeth into. Um, and I, I can't wait to cover cover more of it. Absolutely. 
Thank you for joining us once again on two guys watching wrestling. Uh, Mike went rich Ellison, uh, rich do the, uh, do the plugs for the social media for us real quick. Yeah. So we're on Facebook, two guys watching wrestling, the number two guys watching wrestling. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share, give us a thumbs up, give us money. Uh, give us whatever you got. If you got the bluebird on Twitter, at two guys <laughs> at two guys WrestlePod, the number two. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a hashtag. Give us a follow. Give us anything to get us one step closer to that hashtag Blue Chew Money. And of course, we are on any and all podcasting apps. So please uh, subscribe, hit the like button, hit the favorites button, hit the five star button, hit all the fucking buttons and comments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Share it, and we will be back next week with more two guys watching.